I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So I think what? You should, so you think you should give it to North? <laughs> I was thinking about drinking it. Drink it. Drink Drink the drink edibles. More high than, drink um, I think you should drink it for an episode. Halfway through the show today, drink it. Ooh. No, no, no. I got to pray on this. <laughs> pray on what, nigga? I got to make sure that this is something that I Oh, my. Out. Come on. It's not shrooms <laughs> or ecstasy <laughs> or fucking LSD. <laughs> it's fucking weed, man. And you're drinking it. I've never it. had it in my body before. So it's like. You've you had know. it in your body. You just didn't know. <gasps> One of them niggas that fucked you was high as shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's called weed induction. It's weed induced. It's weed induced penis. <laughs> Do you find you have better sex when you're high, Norm? Be honest. Uh, no. It, Me it very well. Here's the thing. I I'm always high. So nah, I've yeah, had yeah. Sex, bad Perma sex, high. good sex. Yeah. But the one thing I don't like is. When I do want to go down on a woman mm. while I'm super high yeah. and I have pasties. Oh, no, that's the perfect it, time, though. It's the, I, I used to say that it's the perfect time because I could absorb the wetness from her mm. to, to moist, you know, to, to get my also, tongue. Also, there's something about vagina that just salivates your own mouth, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? It's like when a yeah. girl chokes on your dick and now she's got more spit. It's like, but mm. ju- for us just going down there. It's and like, naturally, humans salivate when they eat. Yeah. Okay. Mm, I like that. So, I like that. So, so I'm salivating right now. <laughs> she's, uh, for the listeners, Hello. she's not eating any pussy. Um, <laughs> she, I think she's baby, baby carrot. She's salivating on that dick. <laughs> salivating on that baby carrot dick. <laughs> oh, man. That's rough. That's rough. But yeah, no, I definitely, I don't know, cotton mouth. I've been more conscious of it for like... Uh, like the woman than I I have myself. I don't think it's ever. I've never run into it as a problem unless like I go straight to sex and now I'm like dying for water. But usually I have a water nearby, like I'm prepared. Yo, I didn't even tell you, man. Well, maybe I did. I'm not sure. But on Halloween, there was, this girl came through. Shit was about to go down. We smoked the blunt. Oh yeah, you told us it, about that. And then she just disappeared. And she freaked out. And we that see weed in those situations ruin sex. For well, it's Halloween. They so she probably tr- saw like a they skull. literally trip out. <laughs> she probably saw like a skull <laughs> or something with red eyes glowing. <laughs> mm-hmm. But but there's this one girl who I see who like she never smokes. But then she'll be like, "Yo, can I smoke tonight?" Mm. And I'm like, you sh- "Yes, you may." Nice, because it does get her frisky. <laughs> So. <laughs> yes, you may. This is this is helping the this, this is helping your, the entire operation. I'm high. You're high. <laughs> we got we got to give that pussy some catnip. See, that was perfect. <laughs> That's exactly what catnip does. <laughs> well, you know. Wow, you we got know. our episode title three minutes in. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
Wow! Welcome back to the Extra Gravy Show. Extra Gravy Show! You sons of bitches. It's snowing. It's snowing if you're in Toronto. It's horrible. Pull a vortex! It's a perfect day to give someone the finger. Some of you are at home. You still don't have coworkers around you. Guess what? Your family's there. (laughs) Give Give the finger finger to the mirror! In times of loneliness, just finger, just give yourself the finger. I almost said finger yourself. Finger yourself. Yeah, I almost yourself. said that. Finger I almost said finger oh yourself. Wow, that applies. I was, to- I was like to get, let you guys know off top. I was only talking to Alicia. Um, I was not <laughs> Goodness, not direct that to you, young man. I, I I'd advise you to keep your fingers away from there. Actually, can't breach that. Can't breach that hole. I've actually seen somebody doing um a sex poll on their uh, Insta story. And it came to, uh, do you like a little finger action while getting some head? That was new and I right And yeah. I clicked, hell no. <laughs> and I said, when the percentage came up, I said, <gasps> right? It is so surprising to see how many men are just like, yeah, yeah. Who's playing Take something in the butt. background right now? If it is intern, who is playing something in the back? I will actually destroy you. <laughs> it's not me. My audio is not. Oh, my oh, audio is not signaling. It's not you me. Press a button and it stopped. <laughs> I literally watched you press a button and stop it. Yeah, I could hear it. See, sick bastard, this man. Guy. This guy's watching honey tutorials. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica Alba, <laughs> learning how to dance to honey. <laughs> yo, please don't learn how to dance to honey. If that's a la- yo, I know people who learn how to dance watching Save the Last Dance. Wow. I've seen. That's, oh my that's god, horrible. that's horrible! Uh, hold on, J- Julia Stiles. Oh my god, that fucking two-step that she does in dog. Who's I? No, come on. Whose idea was that? And how <laughs> did they horrible. get that scene off? Terrible. They try to make it interesting too by showing just her feet, and then just showing <laughs> her top half and seeing her vibe to it. She's wearing like a fucking do rag. Why was she wearing a hair tie for the majority of that? <laughs> She's got no edges. <laughs> <laughs> what was she laying down? It was Olivia Pope's uh, Carrie Washington. Oh my God, Carrie Washington, the single mother in high school. <laughs> that woman was walking around with her baby in gym class. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? What kind of school is this? It's irresponsible. Someone called children's services. Goodness, <laughs> yo, that's fucked up. Um, what's her name? The other girl, the girl that was supposed to be the mean one. Meanwhile, let's just talk about it. She was the real hero. Julia Stiles is the, the real villain in that movie. Um, they tried to paint it as the black girl was like the villain because she's like, who's this cultural appropriator? She was so mad. <laughs> this white girl was taking another black man from them. <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. I did not expect that. But she's now Beyonce's sister. So, I mean, yeah. everything works out in the end, right? <laughs> everything, everything works out in the end. Which, by the way, by the way... <laughs> Beyonce might have some splaining to do one day. One day someone might pull the card and actually have the balls to pull up some of the stuff Beyonce's done in the past. But my, my, my. I've learned some things this week about Destiny's Child, especially with the original members. Ooh. 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 Oh, come on now, for Ooh. sure. Come on, Spicy let's just stuff. remember. <laughs> Spicy. Two got kicked out, two got added, one got kicked out. Listen. All because of bait. The, f- <laughs> the first two got kicked out. Well, let, let's be very real. It's not necessarily like when I say B, I, I, it's not her fault, right? It's her dad's fault. 
but it's her yeah. dad's fault because of B. And it's very interesting because you see how powerful Beyonce is just mm-hmm. with being. Like, literally just with existing. <laughs> Those two out of three of the girls, or should I say th- all three of the girls, at some point were facing depression, as well as Michelle later on. And I couldn't help but notice all these women were having depression around Beyonce, right? Latoya Luckett started doubting herself and her ability to sing and her ability to be a star because of Beyonce. Um, Latavia, almost the same thing, but it went to another level when she got booted out the group because Latavia, remember the one with the red hair, the dark-skinned girl at first? Her and Beyonce were best friends. Like those, they were best friends. You can see them in girls' time, which was the first group they had when they were like ten years old, bro. Like I'm seeing them doing the back-to-back pictures and stuff like that. Like they were, the perception was Beyonce and Kelly were best friends. It was not that. It was Latavia and Beyonce that were best friends first. Well, Kelly and Beyonce are cousins. Kelly and Beyonce are cousins, but I mean, like in terms of just sisterhood or whatever, it was Beyonce and Latavia that were in, the inseparable ones, apparently. And then Savia was the small one, the little one, the right? little one. Yeah. And then now <clears throat> they went through issues, going through issues, going through issues. Latavia and Latoya not showing up to rec- recording sessions, um, not showing up to shows. And then at a, it, it was Destiny's Child and Jagged Edge on tour. And um, Lat- Jagged Edge. No, Latavia's mom was like one of the chaperones, I think, for Destiny's Child. <laughs> <laughs> and Matthew Knowles and her got into some sort of beef, and he said, she's not coming on the bus. If she comes off the bus, y'all can leave. Y'all are out the group. You guys can leave, right? And Jagged Edge is like, what the fuck? Y'all, keep, y'all kicking moms off the bus? Like, you guys, we're not kicking a mom off the bus. He's like, oh, okay. Well, all y'all can leave. And he kicked Jagged Edge off the tour and kicked the two girls out the group. But didn't tell them they were kicked out the group. He just told them to go home. They they look at the Say My Name video, replaced. That's how they found out they were no longer in Destiny's Child. Looking Wasn't at- um, the Jagged Edge situation have to do with they were trying to date? They were, the already, they were already dating some of the girls. Well, they're like talking to, I think, one of the girls. I think it was Latoya or Latavia, one of them. Yeah, and I think that was the reason why he was mad. That's what they were saying. That, like, well, that's that's probably the real reason. But the reason he tried to put it out was unprofessionalism, and they're, mm. they're not. Which at the same time they were. So he had that excuse to go to. You know what I mean? Like they weren't showing up to certain recording sessions. They weren't uh, showing up to dress rehearsals and sound checks and shit like that on time. And they would be sleeping like enough. And mm-hmm. so, and then on top of that, you know. Matthew Knowles is not going to want, or any manager is not going to want um, his young artists to be influenced by guys because we've seen the story a million times. I think, like, after, especially after Whitney Houston and what mm-hmm. happened with her and Bobby, mm-hmm. I think the labels, the industry really took hold of, like, saying, yo, you cannot date. You can't date. You can't marry. You can't have no babies. You can't do any of this shit because look what happened to one of the greatest of all time. That's because mm-hmm. of one nigga. <laughs> so, like, I get it, but at the same time, man, shit was foul. Like, that Matthew Knowles guy also was... <sighs> yeah, he's a piece of work. 
Um, but it's crazy how it's the opposite now that a lot of artists are getting together just for the clout. Mm. They don't even like each other. They will purposely like bring two artists, one that might be well into their career with somebody who's new and they can have that kind of it factor, right? I think it was harder to tr to prove buying power with couples because you never really had a blueprint prior to social media. Like, I think the, being able to bank off being a couple only started with social media. Like, relationships on the internet and seeing how many people were invested in other people's relationships. I think once that came around, they are like, okay, this could work. Like, this is, there's buying power in this. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day... Yeah, you, you had to be, funny. like, at the top of your game already. Yeah, it had to be a power couple situation, like yep. a J&B. Mm-hmm. Other or nothing, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you can't have jagged edge, one of the jagged edge twins with Beyonce. Yeah, like, no, that don't, that don't and work. they're teenagers, like that's the other thing. I, mean, mm -hmm. I was gonna say that they were younger then, so they were it's not young. like jagged edge would have been the more, I guess, popular ones in my opinion. Uh, barely, <laughs> like they're big enough to tour with, with Destiny's Child, and I think we also got to take in Destiny's Child's trajectory at that time, too. They weren't at the top of the game, they were just. Fresh new ones. Um, they yeah, but got a new that, sound. But, that's and what, but I'm saying at that moment, if you took where they are, like Jagged Edge would have been a more developed artist, wouldn't they have not? Um, I don't think so because they came out at the same was. time. They came out oh, at the same okay. time. So it's like, yeah, I think they were both at, like, that's what I'm saying. I think they were both at the same level mm -hmm. at that time. But yeah, obviously, Matthew Knowles aspired for way more. And I, yeah. yo, I found that similarity, which is wild. Um, there's a similarity with Matthew Knowles, Serena Williams, and Venus Williams' dad, uh, Tiger Woods' dad. I they're just very similar. Like they all knew for some reason or another that their kid was meant for greatness. Like not like a parent type of way. Like I love my kids; they're great. But like mm -hmm. vision, like true vision of what their kids could become, and push them to that heavily. And, like, there's something to be said about, you know, soccer moms and the whole, like, pressuring kids into getting into certain things. And, like, it's, like, the parent living their dream through them. But, mm -hmm. like, these parents, you could tell, had no... These are the only ones I could tell that had no interest in what they were pushing their kid to do. Like, Tiger Woods' dad didn't want to be the greatest golfer ever. He just liked playing golf. Mm -hmm. Matthew Knowles wasn't a singer or a dancer or anything like that. He just believed in his daughter. Serena and Venus's dad was not a tennis player. He just wanted to occupy them in Compton. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's it's kind of it's kind of interesting that if you have a parent that does pressure you into that thing that you can become this greatness, as opposed to how we're always hearing, oh, you know, these parents are running their kids into depression and their kids don't know have any social skills now because they were doing this for all their life, like. Would you guys push your kid like that if you saw the greatness in them? I mean, I would. I'm a Capricorn. And I like. <laughs> I, don't I, like that, I don't know what that means. <laughs> what do Capricorns, Capricorns do? We're like, kind of like perfectionists. Some people are like perfectionists. Um, we're really serious about whatever we want to accomplish, you know? We're very stuck on succeeding and being the best. Mm. So I feel like just based off of who my personality is like i would definitely push my child to be great if they chose my thing is like i don't want to push them i don't want to force them to do something that 
like I wasn't able to achieve. Yeah. Like those ones. Cause I've seen the way that that has backfired in some of my friends growing up. Yep whose fathers pushed them to play basketball yep. and how they had a lack of, um, you know, childhood essentially mm-hmm. because they were too busy being pushed by their father to be the greatest. And then it's like nothing really even came after college. Nothing came of it, yeah. you know? Um, so, yeah, I would never want to do that to the point where it makes them miserable. But if that's something that they really want, then I'm down for yeah. that ride. I think, and it's tough, though, because with kids, you know, kids just change their mind every second. Like, even if they really love doing something, they're going to want to do something else at some point. You know what I mean? And, like, you as a parent, if you're a Matthew Knowles, a Serena Serena and Venus's dad or whatever, how do you say, no, (laughs) you got to work on this? You said you wanted to do this. This is what you got to work on. Like, how do you, how, how does that come out as a healthy child? Does it come out with a healthy child? You know what I mean? Um, probably not, because then they become obsessive probably when they're older, right, about that one craft. I think that every kid should be able to explore multiple things just because you never know. Like, what if you don't make it in that one thing, right? But what, if, what if he introduced Beyonce to stamps and now she used to work, now she work at postal, post office? <laughs> now we don't get dangerously in love. We don't get Destiny's Child. We don't get any of that. That wasn't the case because it was literally Beyonce's destiny. Like she was meant for that. Was it though? But <laughs> I just feel like if you don't pop out a superstar child, <laughs> uh, you should allow them to have like a plethora of hobbies and you know things that they could explore, so that they know what they don't like and they don't get to college and be like, oh my gosh, what the fuck am I supposed to do in my life? And they just feel so lost and confused. Yeah, I don't know if a lot of these kids had that, like when I mean kids, I mean like these greats that we know. I don't know if a lot of them had that opportunity. And if they had had that opportunity, if they would have ended up doing what they do to the, mm-hmm. to the ability that they do it as well, too. Like Tiger's dad, when Tiger was like 10 months old, Tiger's dad would put him in a garage and just thwack golf balls for two hours. To the point where like every time he's doing it, if, if Tiger wants, if they wanted to get him to eat, They'd have to put him in that garage and start hitting the golf balls for him to just sit down and eat. <laughs> and so, like, he's he was, like, programming Tiger as a child. <laughs> like, this kid came out the womb swinging golf club. So it's, I don't know, it's very interesting. I, I, I always wonder, like, we always wonder, you know, what our kids are going to look like, what they're going to act like, all that stuff. But, like, I, I always wonder what's their talent going to be. Like, what are they going to be good at? And am I, am I going to be okay? Well, like, what if my get, my kid's just good at sucking dick and she wants to become a porn star? What do I do? Do I not cult? Just allow her? That's what you want to do. Shit. I'm, you know what I think about? I mean, I you, don't, have... you don't tell her to do it from when they're young, but if they land into that, then encourage her. Yeah, that. you know, at 20, 21, she comes up, Dad, you know, I love, just love being on my knees. I mean, <laughs> shit. Your mama look good, good knees. I, I get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know what to really say right now. But my <laughs> thing is, I don't think I'd have the problem with it. My only problem with that whole situation is everybody else. It's always a perception. It's not even a perception. It's not even a perception. It's my friends jerking off to my daughter. I just don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's not. I don't care if they see it and they bring it to me. Yeah, your daughter's doing it. Cool. Yeah, cool. All right. But. Now I know that. Now I know you jerked to it. Now I know you did. (laughs) If you're telling me that, you didn't just scroll past. (laughs) You're clicking that. 
you sick bastard. And it's going to be intern. Hold on. It's going to be intern. It's going to be the intern. He's going to call it. I knew knew it was coming. (laughs) Marlon, this is vintage digital one. I saw your your daughter. I saw your daughter. (laughs) No. (laughs) Vintage digital scum. No. (laughs) Vintage digital scum. He is a scumbag. This guy's a Uh, sick bastard. you You know the thing about child stars, though? Like, did I realized through Marshall Montano was what what everyone said he was like he driven from from young wait he was a child like, star? everything he did yeah he's been doing soca since he was seven what yeah. he's little his first, song was, his first song was called too young too young to soca he's the bow wow of soca is what you're telling me he's the Michael Jackson well he's yeah he's clearly the Michael Jackson because he kept going <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But like they said, even in school, when he when he wasn't recording, like he was top of the class, straight A's, like he was just driven. Wow. And it, and so I think like even with maybe a guy like Michael Jackson, you know, why wasn't it Tito? Why wasn't Jermaine? Mm. Maybe Michael was just the one that was the most driven. He was the one that wanted to dance better than everybody. And he just, you know. Or maybe Joe busts his ass harder than everybody else. <laughs> Maybe that too, because just like, hey man, but you're he a meal ticket. He would only son. bust his ass if he saw the potential. See mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, if you ain't gonna be shit, I'm sure, pretty sure Jermaine ain't getting no beatings. Oh man, <laughs> his parents, Again, his mom, that- his mom was crazy. She was mad strict. But then, anyhow, Tiger Woods' mom was a strict one, which is in- very interesting. He had a, mm. he had an Asian mom. He had a, a black dad. And his mom was the one that ended up being the enforcer. She was the disciplinarian. She was a disciplinarian. And wow. uh, he, this nigga went on Oprah and said he was Colobanese, something, something weird. It was like a mix. He tried to mix up all the, his background ethnicities into one word and make it a thing <laughs> instead of just saying, yeah, I'm black. <laughs> Which, by the way, he would say growing up, in interviews, they're showing him uh, what's it like being the uh, like one of the only black golfers out there on such a professional tour. And he's like, yeah, you know, I understand those pressures as a black man I'm going to have to face and yada, yada, yada. I'm like, so wait, you you grew up knew, knowing that you'd be the black guy. But then when you grew up, you, you're like, I'm not the black guy. <laughs> and it wasn't even like a tiger, like an OJ thing. Like, you know how OJ is like, no, I'm not black, I'm OJ. It was like more like I'm just not... I'm not black at all. Like, he actually believed it <laughs> in his mind. Very really? weird. Very odd. It's dope. He's like, I'm, I'm not black. I'm tiger. I'm not black. I'm tiger is wild. Tiger, tiger, <laughs> his son, his son um, is now golfing. And I saw that video. I think it's really because of that moment. Because if you think about it, for Kobe. You know, he's, you know, he's more white than he is black or Asian now. Oh, yeah. His, his, who, his son? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You could see you could see that. <laughs> Kids, he, he literally looks like a Caucasian young man. Um, but what's interesting is, uh, like for Kobe, um, today is well. You guys are listening to this a day after, but you see Alicia in the jersey. If you on the YouTube's, make sure you subscribe. Extra gravy show. Um, it's Kobe Day. This is the passing of uh, the day that Kobe passed a year ago. Um, R.I.P. to a legend, obviously the GOAT. We've talked about him numerous times. But with Kobe and his daughters, there was, in the time that they were growing up and able to 
watch the games and actually remember them and see them. Kobe was in a downward spiral. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't playing his best basketball. His team was absolutely trash for those last like four or five years. And they never really got to see the greatness of their dad until the last game of his entire career. This guy dropped 60 points and you could see the amazement on their face. Like they couldn't believe that this was their dad snapping like this. Even throughout the game, after, after he's hitting shots, they're like looking at their mom like, what the fuck? Like, how is dad doing this? And you see that same look in Tiger's kid because don't remember, don't forget, 2019, Tiger made his comeback or whatever and won the Masters, which for a man his age is almost unheard of. And especially after the injuries he went through, he at one point couldn't walk. He couldn't swing a golf club. He couldn't do anything. And it took him 300 and something days to come back. And um, when he wins the Masters, the first time he ever won the Masters, his dad was there. Gives him a big-ass hug over at the side near the bench or whatever. And then now when he wins the Masters as as a dad or whatever, you see his kid off to the side like, yo, what the hell? <laughs> because I don't know if you guys remember that day. There was a moment where Tiger's walking to the last hole, and there are five million white people walking behind him. <laughs> it's, it's actually ridiculous. He looked like Jesus Christ. <laughs> the Jesus Christ of golf. It was, it was wild. And a million white men march. Wow. <laughs> Facts. That's what I said. I was like, this looks like MLK on the bridge. This is wild. <laughs> like, this oh. is nuts. And this guy, he wins the Masters. His son's never seen him play good once because this guy was bad for at least 10 years. Like, he was ridiculously bad. And it was all after that incident of getting chased out of his house by his wife when she found out. Um, about the other woman. You guys should go watch the documentary. HBO did a two-part documentary. It's amazing. Really good. And um, you just see it come full circle, man. You see this guy hug his son in the same spot he used to hug his dad for the Masters. And it's just like a wild, like, spiritual experience for him. It was so crazy. But um, That's dope. Yeah, man. RP to come full circle. Yeah. Full circle is crazy. Um, That's beautiful. Bro, that was a year ago today. I would have loved to have been able to have like a child um that was able to you see the growth and like you know the mm. success when yeah. you have kids i feel like also when you have kids younger too um a lot of people get to do that like i always thought it was so cool when these radio women would have their kids from when they were young mm. and in the studio with um scotty beam to experience that yeah yeah scotty beam but even angie martinez she was her mom was working for the same company too before. Oh, so. sick. That's what's mm-hmm. up. That's crazy. Yeah, I did not a, know that. Yeah. Wow. Um, so she's really like a radio baby, like a actual, mm-hmm. like she might as well have been conceived on radio. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. But man, I'm, just like I'm a couple of them and I'm just like, that's dope. Like just to be able to have your kid like in that environment with you and being able to see you, like hosting these shows and doing x y and z like that's so dope to me that's amazing yeah like i wish i had a parent in like some sort of entertainment field that Mm -hmm. i could see because i honestly i remember the first time i went to my mom was in college she went back to college to get a different diploma and i was like probably 12 13 by then right Mm -hmm. 
And it was like, she was taking the courses in the summer. And for some reason, I had to go with her like to an appointment or something like that. But she had to go to class first. And so she's mm -hmm. like, I'm not going to drive all the way back here and pick you up. Come to class with me. You can stay there until we until it's time to go. So I go to the mm -hmm. class now. And you ever have one of those moments where you realize how much you are of your parent? <laughs> like you real like there's a moment where you're just like, wow, me and my mom are alike. Even though it <laughs> seems like you're not, like it's weird. So like my mom always been like the strict one in the household, but she, she you know, she has her moments of fun and all that stuff, like every other mom. Yeah. But she's a single mom raising three kids. So like she had to be a little bit more stern than than mm -hmm. most moms, right? And so I'm in the class now, and for the first time, I'm seeing my mom in, like, her environment, basically, just with, like, a bunch of different adults. Why is my mom the class clown? <laughs> for, for an hour and a half, my mom is giving this class jokes. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> who are you? <laughs> I was so confused. I'm like, who is this woman? This is crazy. Yeah. And I sat there, and I'm like, wow, I'm really my mom's child. Like, this is the confirmation for me right here. And, yeah. like, I wonder how many kids really get that moment to see their parents in their element. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, like, not really thinking about them being there. Like, I would love to just catch my parents somewhere as opposed to them bringing me there. So I could just really observe how mm -hmm. they move around when I'm not there as a kid. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I never got to experience that. So I think it would be pretty interesting. Definitely. Nah, man. I, I always have those moments when I realize... Like when I'm doing something, I'm like oh my god, I am my father's son, you know, or mm. I am my mother's son. Yeah, you just, you know, I remember my my dad was one of those dudes that would be standing in in line at a grocery store and see another person cut into the line like five cashiers down and be like, hey, don't bud, huh? that's not right, you cannot bud, and he's like <laughs> screaming that from five lines down, like I'm telling you, it's so embarrassing. Bro. What the hell's wrong with but you? But he's doing the right thing. Right, he's doing the right thing, but yeah. I'm just like, that's that chill. But now I'm that guy. Like, that Yo, guy. what are you doing over yeah. there, man? Chill. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, you don't like that unfairness. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And when I find myself doing that, I'm like, oh man, that's that's my fucking pops right there. Word. And I mean, he's not even he wasn't even really in my life much. So like, even when you hear about people that when when mothers are like, oh, you're or a parent, a single parent, just like, oh, you're just like your mother, or you're just like your father, mm -hmm. but then they've never been raised by them. Mm. That's what trips me out. Like it's a genetic trait. Yeah, that like DNA. That you DNA know, what I'm saying? Is, DNA is so anytime, real, man. Anytime I'm late, I just blame my father. Ah, so every time I'm late. Nice, <laughs> nice. That's what I got it from him. So the next I'm sorry, time, y'all, my dad, my dad, all up in my jeans and shit. You feel me? <laughs> So next time you're when your period's late and you're pregnant, you're like, God damn it, father! Damn it, father! That is really, really awkward. <laughs> really awkward. Zaddy, I just realized what just happened. Okay, yeah, that is awkward. Okay, that's not good. The period's late. Imagine you just with your home girl. You're like, all right, girl. I'm gonna take this test. Hold my hand. Oh my God. You guys waiting for the shit? Thing comes up. Your girl's like, it says you're pregnant. Damn it, father! <laughs> father, no! Father, no! Oh, She's that like, bastard! What? <laughs> father? 
<laughs> Please, Alicia, do it. I'm begging you. Do it in recorder. Please. Yeah. <laughs> Can we do Yo, is you that know, a we bad just prank her, to do? We just like, ruined her moment. Is that, that a bad prank she, to do? The moment she gets pro- pregnant, oh, she's, she's going to think of her pops now. <laughs> not gonna be my uh, <laughs> <experience>. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. oh that's horrible that is horrible she's oh, gonna think goodness. of our three faces and her father we got a soft conditioner we got to do this every time pregnancy gets brought up we got to just say at least you're dead <laughs> we're gonna soft condition you into thinking about this when it happens watch oh man that's um, hilarious what happened this week? You guys have an eventful week? Anything special happen? Nope. <laughs> nothing. At least you started thinking. She's like, no, nothing happened this week. You got some kicks? Hey. That's new for you, getting sneakers yeah. and stuff. <laughs> I'm like trying to get rid of them, though. So mm. I got new kicks, well, too. I'm trying. Uh, the yeah, you saw, yeah, you saw, lows. yeah, you mm-hmm. saw, yeah, you got these ones, yeah, you saw, <laughs> yeah. My girl, I got them, she's like, Let me relace them. I'm like, What is with you, sneakerheads? <laughs> what, mm-hmm. what is going on? What's wrong with the, the lacing of how they come? Do you relace um, your sneakers it too? It depends yeah. on which ones, like these ones are relaced. Did she change the color? No, I change the color for these. No, nah, she didn't change but. the color. I have black laces. I have a separate Nike bag of laces. A it's Nike like, bag of laces. Yeah, that is. Well, it's like a it's like a mini Nike gym bag, but like that is stuff with with shoelaces. I remember when I watched Paid in Full and he was um, cleaning his kicks with uh, toothbrush. Mm. And I mm-hmm. vowed to myself that I would never care about sneakers. <laughs> I'm like, I got to do all that. I'm about to. I don't even I'm like brushing my teeth. It. I got to brush my sneakers. Nah, fuck that. This, this guy gave me a tutorial and suggested some products that I could use that aren't like sneaker products, like just regular home cleaning products mm. for like the bottom. He says that every time he takes off his shoes, he'll like before he puts them up, he'll clean them. So he's got shoes from like 15 years ago that are spotless because he does it mm. every that's too much time. on ice that's, just I was like, that's yeah. too much i was like i can't do all that but there is some like <sighs> shoes that aren't that dirty that just need like a little cleanup so i was like i will definitely try this out your method why do women try work. to keep sneakers clean <laughs> ain't no nigga looking at your feet going those Jordan ones are dirty. I'm not talking to that bitch. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> Only women will look at a nigga's sneakers and be like, "Oh, mud." Not talking to him. Maybe though. You guys are sickos, man. Sneakerhead person, like a sneakerhead guy. So, do you want a sneakerhead guy? I definitely think that I need one. You think you need one? I yeah. think so too. Because every time you talk about a nigga, you bring up his kicks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you bring up his kick games, yeah, he's like six five, a Capricorn. His kicks are right. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think I do just because, like, one, I've like dated men that aren't really into it, and um, you know, they <laughs> they question like, you know, why I'd be wearing them or whatever, and it's like because it's who i am like it's why do they I question wear, you that know what i mean like i don't know what is there to question that? i can why see do you wear sneakers? away at the altar from a man for rocking fucking penny loafers to the wedding 
<laughs> she, like, picks up her she picks up her gown. You see some some SB I was dunks. Like, I'm over this. I cried. <laughs> she runs away in SB dunks at her wedding. I can see it. I can see it happening. Yeah. Well, there's some guys who'd be like, oh, well, why don't you just like wear heels and like all this shit? And it's like, nigga, I don't want to. Like, I will if I have to, or if I do. There are sometimes when I'm like, oh, I really want to wear a heel, but I want to wear a sneaker. And I wanna... that's what I'm gonna do. And then it's also like in terms of buying them, I need somebody who's going to understand when I want to buy them and not question it and be like, you know, always putting me down about spending my money. Like Alicia, we need baby formula, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, I need these fucking Dior chucks. I told you about these. But that's the thing. Like, I would never do that. I, I'm i not that person. And would like, you? No, for real. Because a lot of times I never bought all the sneakers that I really wanted because I knew that I had a responsibility to pay bills or save or that I could really go on this trip. Like I knew that mm. there was things. So it's really just been like the last couple of years where I've been more active in trying to get sneakers, especially ones that I missed out on from before and willing to spend the money because I just have the extra money before I didn't have it. So it's like, why am I going to waste? Yeah. It? I you think know, that's my I'm biggest issue with that's my biggest issue with buying expensive things is thinking about the trip I could have taken for this one mm. thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like mm -hmm. kicks are five hundred dollars. I can fly to LA for five hundred dollars. Like what are we doing yeah. right now? You know what I mean? Like that's my biggest issue. And I really want to get that out of my, my brain so I could just spend money how I want to spend money. But especially when I, I think Will Smith spoke about this, like he still has a broke mentality. Like LeBron yeah. James still has a flip phone. Like, it's that serious. Like, he doesn't what? use his phone. LeBron does not use his phone unless there's Wi-Fi. That is what I've been told by many wow. people. Unless there's Wi-Fi, LeBron does not use his phone. And this is LeBron That's James. Crazy. It's not like he's <clears throat> doing it to save money. It's just a con It's just an unconscious thing that he was just so yeah. used to doing. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. for me especially, and I think for a lot of people who just, they don't have a lot of money, then they come into some money. It's very hard initially to, first of all, feel like there's some stability, even though like you signed a contract or whatever the case may be, to feel like there's stability, like the, another shoe's not going to drop, no pun intended, and <laughs> you might lose this job or pay might change or payment situation might change. So it's like, I think for me, I have a lot of PTSD of being broke. I think that's a very real thing. I know I'm very, I've, in, my, in my past, I've been very irresponsible with money. And so it's like <laughs> that PTSD of like, okay, <clears throat> I'm about to buy this $500 thing. Like, you know how long it took me to, to buy the Switch? <laughs> in my mind? <laughs> in my mind, I'm like, $400 can go to this and I can do that. And, ah. <laughs> and But now, lately, I've just been like, nigga, look how much you spent on weed. Yeah. That yeah. question never pops in your mind when it's weed time. <laughs> yeah. when, it's, when I'm spending Straight a bill on weed, yeah. I'm never going, oh, but I could buy oxtail with it. No, no. I'm just mm -hmm. like, I'm going to buy this weed. <laughs> and that's, how I, and that's always, how I know I have a problem. <laughs> I've, I've always been like that. And it's literally been like the last year that I've been more open and spending money. Like even with, you know, I bought my first uh, designer purse on my 30th birthday. Mm, okay. Talk about it. Hey. What are we doing? Prada, Dolce? What are we doing? Coach? Uh, that one was Gucci. Oh, oh excuse me. Sorry. Oh, ooh, ooh. yeah. Gucci. Wow. <laughs> a little um, bit of Gucci. So that was my last birthday, like not the one that just passed the year mm. before. But that was my first time buying a designer, like anything for real. 
And it's not like I never had the money. Like I've always had some type of savings, you know, yeah. I, I will drop money quick and just book a flight and like leave. Yeah. And that took me so long. Like I was literally contemplating. I, I get like, it. Do I need to spend this couple thousand dollars? I get it. I was so shook. I was in the Gucci store on the phone with my best friend. Like, are you sure <laughs> Trust that me. I need to do this? <laughs> Trust He's me. like, it's going to be okay. And it's, like, and it's for me, it's like maybe at that moment, I'm like, dang, like, what about like money and da 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 mm. and like that month like january after that i was projected to have make like sixteen thousand dollars that's one shot year. write it down vintage so, write that down that's <laughs> one shot no but i'm just saying it's like we live in this mentality where like yeah. oh is anything else gonna come and then all of a sudden i spent that money it didn't do me any wrong i'm not thinking about it today for yeah. and then i was projected to make like so much in a quarter that i've never you know what I mean? yeah and i'm just like dang like money really does come and so but really isn't that kind of overwhelming at the same time too like <clears throat> i find like i'm about to get into a job where i'm making significantly more and mm -hmm. it's like i've never made this like when you get to that point where you've never made this much money it's mm -hmm. kind of like like for norm for example like when we do a uh uh a show where it's like there's never been this many people or the stakes mm -hmm. have never been this high like for example lol kevin net kevin hart network i'm pretty sure the stakes for you in your mind you're like have never been higher you're just like yeah. i gotta murder this like and it's scary like whether right. it's money or an opportunity it's scary because yeah. like there's such uncertainty for when you come from such a background of not that <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's so e it's so much easier for a kid who grew up in show business to then grow up and be in show business because they had that background their whole life. Whereas if you never had money and then you come into the most money you've ever had, it's like, okay, what do I do now? <laughs> like what yeah. do how do I handle this? Do I do what everybody else is doing? Do I like it's just very difficult and especially when you when you broke, you have all the ideas and plans in the fucking mm -hmm. world. <laughs> when you get money, you're just like, okay, what do I do now? What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because there's so many plans and ideas that you can execute them, but now you're thinking, oh, I have the money to execute, but I can lose this money. What if it doesn't go well? I can lose mm -hmm. this money. If it, but when you were broke, it was a for sure plan. Oh, I'm going to get this bag. Like, it's so, it's so weird. It's very, very weird. I hate broke PTSD. It's not yeah. for me. Man, I, I made a good amount of money in my teens and from high school, first year of college. And it was money that came out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And it just landed on me because I was, I knew the right people, but they were the wrong people. Yeah, Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I got lucky to land on this money, but it dwindled super fast just as quick as I got it because I thought, oh, I'm going to get it back again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I never got that back again. Yeah. yeah. And I was just like, damn. I had so much money. Why did I do that? <laughs> you think, especially when you think manifestation is super real. Like, I got this. Mind over matter. Yeah. I got this. <laughs> Everything's going to be all right. I think there's. A I mean, I could have got it again, but I, that meant staying in that lifestyle. But yeah, I was like, nah, yeah. I'm going to find it another way. Yeah. So it might take a bit longer, but, you know, we'll see. Yeah. I we'll think see. there's just like this fine line. It's like you need to be able to, you know, it, indulge in certain things like your interest and have fun with it like you've worked really really hard so use it like because first of all it ain't going with you when you die like yeah right you have one life to live so what's the point of hoarding it all and 
you don't actually get to experience yeah. anything, but then you also have to be responsible and make sure that, <clears throat> you know, if you do want to retire really young and you feel like you're going to have this long life and you want to retire younger, then are you going to have the money for that later? Or when you do bring up kids, bring kids into the world, um, are they going to be okay in taking care of yeah. Right. And like, I do believe that money comes and goes and there's always ways for you to make it but yeah i wouldn't suggest spending every single dollar every single time and then just blowing everything what's interesting is i find there's like there's like a universal balance where rich people all claim to have had more fun and loved life more when they're broke as opposed to when they're rich like i can't remember who it was i was um watching and they were talking about how they got to uh go to the grocery store for the first time and the joy they felt just buying groceries and i'm just yeah. like what like i'm not i'm not sure what it is maybe it's your own perception of what human human life is but like <clears throat> it's very odd that well, I guess it's not odd. I guess it's back to just, we just want what we can't have type thing. Which is why white people say nigger. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it, yeah, no, it's just very interesting. Very, very interesting stuff. But, um, you know, something happened this week. It was it was actually quite sad for a lot of people. Um, but not sad for me. I'm just, I'll just put that out there. Ashanti. Um <laughs> Ashanti versus Keisha Cole. Did you guys watch it? I did. Highlights. You watched highlights? There was a highlight reel. It was on TSN. No, no. <laughs> I, I I sped through it. They 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 played the replay or the. Uh, they posted the. Oh, they, they posted, posted the replay. The yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just sped. Through. Well, you had to speed through the first fifty-seven minutes. Exactly. <laughs> For sure, that was the point I was getting. To. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they um they gotta get that fix. It's honestly been way too long of them doing verses now, where they they haven't done sound check or some sort of rehearsal. Make sure everything's working. Why isn't this all being done the night before? Yeah, and then an hour before. Well, that's why they they were postponed three times. Bro, they should have practiced every time they were about to do it. <laughs> like you, ha- you're how are you a month and fifty seven minutes late? <laughs> That's nuts. <laughs> that is absolutely nuts. They they took a long time um, to come out, but you know when they finally did. Murder. <laughs> it must be the ass They got me like that early get any better man the rule gonna have to get that And our situation you. won't matter I come to make you smell all of you manners J to the hello Hello No I'm not the all the yards wall Yo when she played J Lo <laughs> I fucking collapsed I knew what happened but I still collapsed I couldn't help it <laughs> She came around now you wanna see what's going down. Yo, let's talk about J Lo real quick. <laughs> because people I don't are... understand why so many people hate her. You don't. Okay, well, step into my office. Ooh, here we go. Now, the year was nineteen ninety-eight, I believe. When a young lady dropped a song. Hold on, I'll just play the song, shall we? Let's let's just get into it. <laughs> Let's do the real, let's do the real deep dive here because 
I see a lot of people being like, yo, why am I giving J-Lo such a hard time? Um, well, I know why you are, but I'm just like, I really don't give a fuck. Like you should give a fuck. Because black artists have been vilified for the same shit she's doing. This song, which was a classic. This is a great fucking song. I don't know if you guys remember this on Much Music 13 times a day. But this is that crack. She had the breakdown. She was just dancing to me. Yup, yup. Hey, hey. If you have my love and I gave you all my trust, That is Natasha Ramos. Let's uh, <laughs> let's move on. The the, the the list goes on. You name a, a J Lo single, somebody else is singing it. And now I understand. Do you guys find it a problem if that's happening, but it's all contractual, so we can't really say anything about it? Is that okay? Yep. There's a lot of people that wrote songs for other people. Wrote songs? Did they sing them? That's my point. They didn't. She didn't just write that song. She was not singing the song. Babyface does it not, all the time. Not who does Babyface sing for? He sings on every song he writes for people. Yeah, but I mean, do, does he sing? And the person pretends that they're Babyface is what my point is. No. All right. <laughs> do you so remember Millie Vanilli? Voice, so that she Millie Vanilli the hook. She's Millie Vanilli her career. Her career, I'm saying sir. She sings the songs that she records. No, she does not, sir. She does not. I can, you can go play a bunch of J-Lo songs and listen to the voice. There are YouTube videos covering this shit. There's Natasha Ramos is, another, is one famous voice she likes to use. I'm pretty sure she used Natasha Ramos' voice on Jenny from the Block. Natasha Ramos sang the song and wrote it. Ashanti, she left Ashanti's demo on uh, I'm Real. She left Ashanti's demo on Ain't It Funny. She just she just pretends to sing over people's voices, bro. Which is evident every time she gets to live sing. <laughs> it's always a lip sync. It's never... Uh, and if it is her just singing, nope. There's well, actually, they have auto-tune auto mics for her nowadays, so well, it yeah. doesn't matter. Didn't yeah. she sing the national anthem at the inauguration? So. She sang America the Beautiful oh, or America... That's it, that's it. I think she sang America the Beautiful, which she also decided to remix in the middle and throw in her newest single, Let's Get Loud. <laughs> this is like, why am I supposed to care about this individual? Did you see her Nobody challenge? Told you. Nobody told you you have no, to No, people are telling her. me I have to care about J-Lo in <laughs> my mentions. Okay. People are like, you have to have more respect for J-Lo. She did this. She didn't. She's a great dancer. Great lip syncer. She had Tommy Mottolo on her side. That's what, that's what got it to where <laughs> she is. And low-key, she helped. She, mm, I don't want to say it helped because it's, actually she had no idea, so I don't even want to include her. Irv Gotti ruined Ashanti's career. But he partly ruined it by giving songs that Ashanti wanted to sing and keep for herself to J-Lo. Like, and he's done that over the course of her career at least five times. Where he's taken a song from her or told her she couldn't sing a song and then gave it to somebody else. That ended up being a smash hit record. Not like just some little throwaways or something you could throw on an album. Like, we're talking big smash hits. 
So she gave two to J-Lo. What, other, what are the other songs? Um, I cannot remember, to be honest. But there are a number of other songs and moves, just in general. Like Irv Gotti, artists would reach out to Irv Gotti to do work with Ashanti for years. And because, because nothing's getting to Ashanti, Irv would just be like, nah, nah, she, she, she's not down for that. She's not into that. Or she, nah, she doesn't fuck with that guy. Or she doesn't fuck with this person. And then so after the case which she rode out for Murder, Inc. the entire time. She could have left and dealt with her shit. She lost all her sponsorships because of Irv Gotti's shady dealings. She lost a bunch of major deals that were on the horizon for her. Because remember, when that shit happened with the feds, Murder, Inc. was at the top of the game. There was no... Mm -hmm. Ashanti was one of the highest-selling female recording artists in the 2000s, period. Like we're talking seven million in one album, so it's like she was princess of R and B. She was yeah, bro. There was a point where Beyonce came out solo, and they said there was newspaper headlines saying Beyonce will never be Ashanti. (laughs) That's how serious this shit gets, and people are fucking disrespecting the queen. I don't get it. I mean, it's true. She never was. She. They said she's never gonna be an uh, at Ashanti's uh, level. At she one was, point, so it's she like it. she was she was the <laughs> blueprint, baby. in a sense, for a lot of this stuff, and so like when they lost, when the feds came and did the sweep and did all that shit and took them to court, she lost all their sponsorship deals. She lost TV deals that were on the table, movie deals that were on the table, um, and just rode out for the team. And then when that was all said and done, she was left with nothing. And had to start over again and go independent. And all the, the labels are trying to give her 360 deals. Hmm. And so she just, went, she just went independent from that point on. And once she, went, once she went independent and started working with artists she never got to work with before, all of them kept saying, yo, I thought you didn't fuck with us. Mm-hmm. Irv told us this and this and this. And it would be an ongoing trend. Every artist she would work with would be like, oh, we thought it wasn't like, I thought you weren't down for that. Like, Irv was telling us this and this and this and this. So that guy single-handedly, like, listen, Irv stopped tracks with Nelly that she had at the peak of Nelly's career before they started dating. Because apparently Irv and Ashanti, well, at least to Irv, they were dating. And Ashanti's gone on record on Breakfast Club and said, we were never dating. And so he literally just stopped deals because he liked her. And she would be working with niggas. (laughs) <laughs> like Jeez. that's how fucking crazy it gets and yet above that uh, above that all she still rose above it all and did singles dropped hits she just had a song with Tory Lanez like a year or two ago that was a big hit so it's like her ability is still pivot still still keep that joy like did you guys watch her during that <laughs> that battle like she she has such an infectious energy in terms yeah. of like joy she laughs at herself. Like she always looks happy. Always. Which is she very on point. She's a great person to be around. Like I was never I was not feeling Keisha. At all. And apparently, I don't know if you've seen it. My friend actually interviewed her DJ the next day and was like, What was going on with Keisha? She was upset that um her video was blurry so she refused to come out until they fixed the video oh my god it's instagram that was the reason why she was 
in that room or like not coming out and everybody had to wait for her. I thought that was crazy. She apologized the next day, but like too little too late. Yeah. You already like then it, then it's like also she had like a weird energy. Apparently the guy, the DJ was like, honestly, there was just so much stuff going on behind the scenes that Keisha was just fed up with. And she was so irritated from all the postponing and all that other stuff. And it's like, I get it because like sis was definitely dressed up and ready to go for um for the first one mm-hmm. or the second. Was it the first one? Yeah, the first one. She was definitely ready to uh, freaking go. And, you know, you see Ashanti last minute like, oh, I got COVID. Um, that was a month ago, though. Get over it. Who's mad? <laughs> Who's mad for a month and 57 minutes? No, but then it's like January 9th. They canceled that, right? Like, it's, it, we're in a global panorama bread. No, have I'm, some, like, I think. Hmm. I think I'm trying to say is that like she's just fed up with the whole like what was going on behind the scenes with versus and at that point she was just like fuck this shit I mean realistically she shouldn't have had that attitude going into it because there's so many people that were really excited for it and you know and she just brought it down for the most part until she was able to change her attitude my thing is you're an artist okay me and Norm we don't sing on stage. Well, I don't sing. Norm sings on stage. He's he's seen that life. But for the most part, we know things happen, especially when you talk mm-hmm. about technical difficulties. There are things mm-hmm. out of your control. You can have all the sound yeah. techs and engineers in the world. Shit's going to happen. You, yeah. Yeah, how are you not used to that 15 years into your career is beyond me. Like, <laughs> she like, she's all, like she, to me, she's always had a bad personality. Yeah, so, it's just a sawa. personality. So for me, it's just like. Just sawa. Just sawa, man. Why are you so sawa? Like, right. we're here to celebrate. <laughs> and the other thing, too, is Ashanti came to celebrate. Keisha came to compete. <laughs> yeah. mm. Keisha came to compete. She let it be known from the very start. That this is a competition. She's like, oh man, you gonna you gonna destroy me tonight. Like she was just and she was self-deprecating from the jump because she knew what I knew. <laughs> <laughs> you can't win. <laughs> that was pissing me off too. She kept complaining, like she kept saying, like, oh, that's not how it's supposed to do. Like, stop telling on yourself. Do you know what I mean? Like, just keep it moving. So unprofessional, it's a bro. Fucking like Instagram live at the end of the day. <laughs> every time something went wrong on Ashanti's end, did you see what she'd do? She would take the mic out. And go and whisper whatever she needed to whisper. They'd fix it. She'd be right back. There was no... You never knew one time that there was something wrong on Ashanti's end. And I'm pretty sure Keisha's not the only one that was suffering with problems. Because Ashanti's in-ears kept fucking with her. And yeah. I've seen her kept keep talking to somebody about her yeah. in-ears. And, but we never knew it once. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's called professionalism. You feel me? And on top of that, it's like your team got to know the perception of you as a brand already, mm-hmm. the perception already is that Keisha's a hothead. Why would you mm. then reinforce that perception when you're trying to up your streams? Because yeah. they're not doing this for us anymore. I'm going to let you guys know that from jump. These artists are not doing this versus for us anymore. It like it, yeah. it used to be for us before streams are going on 500% the next morning. So right. now it's, especially with Ashanti, like I, maybe I, I get it from Keisha's perspective. I don't know what her label situation is. Ashanti's independent owns all her masters, right? For Ashanti, it's imperative that she comes off as a likable person. It's imperative. It's imperative that she 
plays are hit records because the next morning you're going to see that the growth from that. Plus you, you drop a single, you could get the buzz up for that, all that shit. For Keisha, it's like, if I'm on your team, before we get into this, I'm telling you, okay, <laughs> I know you're pissed, I know, but please just maintain some sort of likability. We need these. We need these streams moving forward. <laughs> Keisha hasn't been dropping hit records for a wh- for a while. Let's be very real. The moment the moment she closed the gap in the teeth, yeah, it, it was, was over. over for me. It was over. I'm closing mine, so it might be over for this podcast soon. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> don't um, do it, Marlon. I'm getting Invisalign, nigga. Shit. <laughs> I see myself Jamie Foxing in like ten years. It's not gonna happen. Not happening. Not me. Can't do it. Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx even know you couldn't do it. Let me get that Tom Cruise middle tooth. <laughs> you see Tom Cruise is the only man with no symmetrical teeth. He's got like a, a middle tooth. He's got tooth. three teeth in the front <laughs> instead of two. Everything's so Oh, weird. my God. Yo, so dumb. That's so fucking crazy. He's an alien. <laughs> He's an alien for sure. He's not real. He's not real. Um, let's go through these songs. And see what you guys, how you guys had it scored. Foolish versus I should have cheated. I got foolish. Foolish. I got I got foolish. Yeah. Baby, yeah, foolish. baby versus love. I had love. I had love. love. I mean, I mean, I, I had really, love. I had, I had love. love. I had per- personally on a personal bias thing. On a personal thing. As a bigger yes. record, I know baby's the bigger record, but it is. It on is a personal thing. Yeah. I'll go with love okay. still. Personally okay. love, for sure. The way that I love you versus trust and believe. I'm going to be real with you. Half these Keisha songs, I had no idea they existed. Yeah. <laughs> mm. And that's not because I was never checking for Keisha. I definitely was. It's just these are B-sides. These are not hits. Um, so the way that I love you definitely won that one. Rock with you versus play a cards right. Rock with you easily. Happy versus heaven sent. Happy for me. I can see why that one would be debatable. Heaven well, sent is a big sent from him. That's a yeah. big tune. Nah, I get that. I get that, that one was maybe the first tie. Like maybe that's a yeah. big tune right there. Like yeah. I don't know how you even choose between the two. I'll yeah, choose heaven sent. Personal bias though. Have I choose heaven sent. I get it. Only you versus let it go. Only you, for me. I don't know about you guys. Let it go is a great song though. Ain't gonna treat you the way you should. So let it go. Let. Let it go. One that let one it go for me. you. I got, I got hyped go. up on that one. Unfoolish first. I changed my mind. I'll go. I changed my mind. I'm I definitely going mind. with unfoolish with Biggie. You guys are nuts. No, I Mes- love unfoolish, but like also, just like going back to my teens, like that song just sticks out. I'm saying I loved. I used to play man. Back to back, like, Mesmer- I still do. <laughs> mesmerize versus last night. I'm definitely uh, picking mesmerize personally. Mesmerize. Last yeah. Um, what's love versus give it up to me? Is this the actual versus? I don't remember that going up against each other. I don't remember any of these together. I don't. I wasn't really paying attention. Yeah, no, these are not the ones that were together. Because yeah, what? Right. I would have remembered that. <laughs> What's yeah, you're first, all of a sudden right. I was first, like, give it up to me? Nah, nah, nah. Oh, no, that's a diff. Wow, I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fan. A fan put that up as, oh, as a hope to get them to go against each other. 
I'm, I'm about to say, I'm like, these are, see, maybe this is how Keisha should have played it. Because <laughs> she's getting more Straight points on. now than I would have. Because I'm like, yo, how can she get all these points into my head when we were actually <laughs> in the battle? <laughs> she wasn't getting shit. Uh, intern, could you find the list for me? Find the list yeah, for got us. Got it right now. I'm going to put it in the group chat. Um, What's it called? Uh, we are talking about J-Lo and the inauguration. Did you guys watch the inauguration? Highlights. <laughs> this guy's watching Sports Center. Joe Biden takes the stage. <laughs> Yo, that's hilarious. Um, I watched it from from start to finish. Uh, it's, it was alright in terms of inaugurations. I didn't feel that special feeling I was hoping I was I would feel. I felt this, I felt the relief, but I didn't feel that special feeling. I ended up watching older inaugurations, inaugurations of the past. <laughs> This guy trying I mean, to compare yeah. them, compare tapes. I'm dead. No, I just I remember watching the LL Cool J joint when he was like letting in Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. I decided to rewatch Scandal after I watched the inauguration. <laughs> <laughs> See how politics inspires people? Look at that. <laughs> so, wait, what season you are now? Because I know you'd be binging. Uh, <laughs> Look at that. The she flies. She was like, flies. Look at that. <laughs> the inauguration was like two hours ago. <laughs> this girl's on season four. <laughs> All right, I got the real one now. I got the real one. <laughs> Round one, Keisha featuring Kanye. I changed my mind versus Happy. Now what do you choose? You, cha- you still choosing I changed my mind? Yeah. You guys are on crack. All right. Um, <laughs> round two, I should have cheated. Remember, I'm also a Kanye fan, so. True. I should have cheated versus the way that I love you. I'm going with I should have cheated. Should have cheated. cheated. Yeah. Round three, Keisha Cole, enough of no love. Verse, don't leave me alone. So don't leave me alone for me. Don't leave me alone. And she let the little Wayne verse play too. Yeah, yuck. I don't know. I don't know how that. Uh, went. Yeah, it's like one of the worst Wayne verses I've ever heard. Yeah, um, nice. Keisha Cole featuring Amina should have let you go. Verse, rock with you. It's rock with you for me. Rock with you. Rock with you. It's the rock for me. Um, Keisha Cole, I remember verse Southside. <laughs> So, so when that came on, that Yo. was when that was when the separation began. That, that's that when it started. Was, like, okay, that was a moment like, in okay, verses. All right, later. <laughs> um, Diddy last night um, verse "Ain't It Funny" remix. Come on, um, yeah, and it was the remix. <laughs> I never liked last night. I would. I, didn't I like never it liked either. last night I either. Hate that hook. Last it was night. so annoying. It sounded the Diddy. hook sounded like it was losing battery. <laughs> it was very weird. <laughs> Oh my God. Keisha Cole featuring Tupac. Play your cards right. Versus Tupac featuring Ashanti T.I. Pox Life. Pox Life. That's the better Pox song. Pox Life, yeah. Pox Life. <laughs> Everybody knows about Pox Life. Um, Love versus Ashanti Rain On Me. Love. It's the love, love for me. It's the love for me. Um, <laughs> it's the love for me. <laughs> Keisha Cole, Trust and Believe versus Ja Rule and Ashanti. Down ass chick, oh, rhetorical. As soon as I hit, I was like, "Oh man, there's another one for Dante." Yo, and that's the one Ja Rule wasn't done. Ah, hilarious! That's the other thing though that we have to commend Ashanti for. You remember everybody saying and talking shit before this verses? Ah, Ashanti only got hooks. She can't do. She's gonna be playing bare features. Was not the case. Was not the no. case. Barely heard Ja Rule the whole fucking battle. Um, 
Round 10, You Change versus Runaway. I don't know either of those songs, so I, I it's up to you guys. <laughs> that wasn't I think it's I think it's You Change. Yeah, there was like a B-side versus B-side, I think. Yeah, I don't, I don't know anything about that one. Um, where's the rest of them? Oh, is this page one? Yeah, it's page two. Page two. There you go. God damn it. All right, next. Sent from Heaven versus Baby. Mm, baby it's though, the baby yeah. Send from heaven me. went on, but then baby it's like the smacked baby it down. for me. Yeah. See when she this is the thing when Keisha brought out her haymakers, Ashanti said, "Oh, I got you," <laughs> and mm. brought out a haymaker. That one's kind of hard though. It's a very it's yeah. it's a difficult. That was, that was a tie for me. I can see why it's difficult for sure, but I I just ran baby way more than I played heaven sent. I mean sent from heaven. Um, round twelve. Ashanti, only you versus Keisha Cole, brand new. I mean, it's the only you for me. Only you. Fat Joe and Ashanti and Ja Rule, what's love versus Keisha Cole and Monica Trust? It's what's love. What's love? What's love? Come on. Come on. Um, I hate to admit it. <laughs> bitch. Fabulous and Ashanti, so into you versus Keisha Cole and Jahim, I've changed. It's the so into you for me. So into you. So into you. And the f- yo, see, there's another then. song. There's another song that Irv Gotti ruined. Yeah. Irv fucked that up. Go go on YouTube and watch Fabulous talk about that story of how Irv was dealing funny with him in terms of letting Ashanti on that track. And then they yeah. he made Fabulous take Ashanti off the track and they had to replace her with Tamia. And that's how Tamia got that hit hit hook. Um Round 15, Ashanti, movies versus Sean Paul, give it up to me. It's, come on, it's pretty obvious. Easy. <laughs> Easy. I was really bouncing the fuck out of my room right there, Jeez. man. Jesus Christ. That was another moment in the verses right there. Ja Rule featuring Ashanti, mesmerized versus Keisha Cole, Missy Elliott, Lil' Kim, let it go. Fuck, that's a let it go for me. That still. one was, yeah. That's a let it go for me. Still, Lil Kim on the track, <laughs> Lil Kim's man. verse. Yeah, love, kick a most drink to the curb like Beckham. Sorry, go ahead. I also really love mesmerize. I love mesmerize. Yeah. Do, do, do. Do, 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 do. In the video too. The grease. Ah. <laughs> um, round seventeen. Ashanti featuring Biggie versus Keisha Cole and Eve. Like, like, why are we having this versus? Like, wow, why, why was this came a battle? Out? Oh it, man, this honestly should have been Ashanti versus Sierra. It honestly should, like, yeah. Keisha just doesn't have the range. She doesn't have the range. Break up to make up versus you complete me. I won't even tell you who sang what because I know y'all don't know those songs. <laughs> No, I think Breakup to Makeup. Breakup to Makeup is uh, Shanti. Yep. Yeah. Breakup, Makeup. That's a big tune. Um, Don't Let Them, Shanti versus Keisha Cole, Remy Ma, and French Montana, you. I've never heard of that Keisha Cole song in my life. Same. Wow. Yeah. This is, see, like, these last rounds. I, I think like, she, tried to, she tried to stunt with the features. She tried to stunt with the features, but these last rounds, she was just dashing out whatever she could. Yeah, <laughs> whatever she could to keep up. Always on time, verse. Oh, she dropped her new single because she didn't, quote unquote, know what number they're at. 
<laughs> you ran out of songs, my girl. It's okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> she claims she didn't know what number they were on. You ran out of songs. It's all right. It's it's okay. It's all right. Now, I personally think this should have been Ashanti versus Keisha Cole. I mean, Ashanti versus uh, Sierra. I think we would have had a way better battle. And Sierra could yeah. possibly have won. Marlon, yeah. no no good good, no body on me. No like, good good, body on me. Like, what's it, like, she could have kept going. Ashanti, this is what I'm telling people. Ashanti could have honestly gave her the defas. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been way worse if she played some of the songs that we know from her. And she didn't. She still threw in some B-sides for you guys just to make yeah. it interesting. It's crazy. I think also, um, do you guys think that Swiss and Timbaland are curating these before the battle? To make it interesting? Damn, but I definitely think it's their team. Mm. But do you think their teams are collaborating? Like, being, this is our list. Here's your list. Okay, where do you want to put this? Where do you want to put this? Do you think it's like that? Because for the first time... I feel, like, a, they get, I feel like the artists who want to own have full ownership over how they present their material. Yeah. I, I feel like as that. much as they would want to like curate it and say like, yo, let's, let's do it this way. Cause those guys are like DJs too. You know what I mean? But you gotta I think, think of it in terms overall, of uh, the, the streams, right? In ter- like mm-hmm. we were talking about how this is like a business move now. It's not necessarily just, here's the songs I love. You know what I mean? Like, are there, is there a strategy in terms of, all right, we need these streams up. We need these streams up. We need these streams up. We can rework this song if this streams goes up. Like, do you guys think it's like that? Or do you think it's like, okay, whatever streams work after this work, and we'll just make sure that we put on a good show. Because for the first time when they were separate, this is the first time they were separated, and the music was flowing so quickly and easily. Like, everything had a little Mm -hmm. speech before it even. So they knew what they were playing each. I don't know if they both knew what each other were playing. What I'm what I was gonna say is I think that so in the example for this show, Keisha had said she thought a different song was about to come up and it wasn't that song. Mm. So it's like they I'm pretty sure that with Keisha, like each individual team will be like, Okay, I wanna play this here, I wanna play that there and they come up with their list. So now they know how they're gonna storytell and all that shit. Yeah. They're not doing well, oh, it's not like with Neo and Jonta, where it's like, oh, you got this? Well, I got <laughs> yeah. this one. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. They were actually yeah. competing. These ones, um, for a while, it has just been like, you know, you pick your list. And I'm sure both sides eventually had each other's list. Yeah. Um, just in terms of like, you know, I don't know. You, you know when to go next. I don't know. But yeah. I don't think that... <clears throat> They, I don't think it was necessarily strategic. Um, in collaboration, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, definitely like it wasn't strategic. Thing. Like you and your DJ figure out what songs you think you want to play, and um, one person who didn't norm. plan was a DJ. <laughs> Everybody was making. Oh my god! This nigga was played party in the U.S. I think it was Keisha's, but I can't prove it. This nigga was playing party in the USA at one point. It, it got really weird. I think he I think he did play. He's a legendary um it's DJ High C. He's a Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Legendary Houston DJ. And Just honestly- goes right back to our theory, man. Toronto DJs make other DJs look absolutely ass. No, but this was a collective thing. Like I seen, I have like a lot of American DJ friends who were on Twitter complaining. So yeah, no, this was Toronto that was complaining. It was everybody. It was was so bad. It was like, (laughs) I had my volume off because I was watching something. I was playing a game, (laughs) waiting for it to come up, waiting for uh, the versus battle to start. And I seen so many people complaining about the music. I turned my volume off. I turn my volume on, listen for about five minutes, and turn it right back the fuck off. I'm like, no way. No way. <laughs> yo, yo, it's so fun. It, it explains it. Like, my, my boss is white at work, and she was, and I fast forwarded through that part. Yeah. So she was like, oh my God, the DJs were amazing. <laughs> I should have known. <laughs> they were crap. It was that moment. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, the highlight for me for this battle was honestly uh, OT Genesis coming and singing "Love." Uh, that was like a great full circle <laughs> moment for me. Um, at, we covered when he came when he did that song, and Keisha was mad. We talked about it on this podcast. We played the song. And just to see, like, it's especially in terms of, you know, we're talking about Keisha and cleaning up her image in terms of, like, uh, niceness or whatever you want to call it. Like, it was dope to see her allow him to come through and, and have that moment with her. Um, and for us to know that they're good. They're on good terms. Because, remember, she was livid when he dropped yeah. that cover. She, was, she went yes. on a Twitter rant. She was cussing people out. Like, it was bad. Um, so to see that she, you know, she was she was able to open up and be playful with that was really dope. Um, I honestly was looking forward to the think pieces from all the people who had no idea that OT Genesis had sang that song before and thought that it was just another man trying to steal a woman's shine. I was waiting, waiting for the clubhouse rooms. I was waiting. It was going to get so ugly. Well, I'm happy he did it because now he's in people's minds. And uh, oh you know, my Friday. god! Oh my! <laughs> Let's oh my go, god. Alicia. Alicia stands a king. Wow. Well, I'm glad he did it. Uh, his money. streams are up 200. Um. percent I don't know if they're up. Let me go and see. <laughs> <laughs> is that shot too? Is that is that is that technically? Nah, she didn't mention a salary. She can live. Is, uh, she, can okay. live. she can live. She can live. <laughs> She's mentioning the streams. Have a new song coming on Friday, so oh Jesus Christ! Of course he does. You, you people don't rest. <laughs> Who's your label, Chris Jenner? Um, <laughs> that was uh, it. Was a fun. It was a fun, um, fun battle. Um, of yes. course, Ashanti with the dub. Um, just a beautiful, just a beautiful woman, man. Like that laugh. 
just great so oh, big man. so full of life man. so full man. of positivity like she just spun everything into something positive and it's so funny hearing keisha admit defeat throughout the battle <laughs> like every time ashanti played like a huge song she's like oh damn her girl confidence was really down she's i don't like that for her i love it she's living in her truth <laughs> <laughs> she's living in her truth in regards to ashanti you knew what it was when you walked in um yeah. But yes, on to more pressing matters. The inauguration. Um, the inauguration was was really dope. Uh, it was super drippy. This is like the most fashion forward inauguration Everybody I've good. ever seen. Everybody's stylist was on point. Yo, the security guard was looking heavy with the Gucci Yo, all out. My you dude can't do it the Pico. The drip you know, he was had, activated. He had, he had the upgrade. That's that. That's that hero you know, he drip. Promotion. That's right that there, hero bro. drip right there. You yes, feel sir. me? Yes, um, sir. He's not security. He's secret service. Listen, now. hey, there's a reason hero Ryan Renegro. You feel me? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you came through. Um, it was really dope to see that story progress. Um, knowing that you know that's just, for those who don't know, he's the uh, officer that led rioters away from people in the Senate and kept them safe. Um, he tricked them into thinking he was running towards them to protect them when he really was deviating them from the path. So shout out to him. Um, it was dope seeing him come through. Um, I seen a picture of Bush, Clinton, and, and Obama standing in like uh, some big ass, I guess it's the Senate room by themselves. And like they're all spread out like they're just the three of them. And they're in their big black pea coats. These niggas looked like an R&B album. That shit was, I don't know. <laughs> that was one of the toughest president pictures I've ever seen, bro. It looked like old like, Jodeci or some shit. Like <laughs> It's like All for One came back together. <laughs> Amnesty, Amnesty's Child. Shit was crazy. Um, they friggin'. Destiny's grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> Destiny's demise. Oh um, those uh, those three. I, I don't like when Bush gives Michelle candies. I'm just going to put that out there. That's like his They're thing. They're besties, eh? I know. And it bothers the hell out of me. are they? <laughs> like, that's the thing. It's like, one or day at least Michelle's going to come her. down. One day Michelle's going to come down with an illness. And mm. it's because of one of those mints. I'm telling you. That, Damn it. That man should You're not be trusted. He's going to poison her. Hey, listen. Hey. Listen, he's a part man. of B613. <gasps> Too much scandal. Oh, no. Too much scandal. <laughs> Homegirl knew the code. <laughs> Shout out my nigga Jake. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't like when he gives her candies. It makes me nervous. I'm going to be very real. <laughs> Knowing what that man's capable of, it makes me very nervous. Um. But like I said, everyone came super drippy. Um, Lady Gaga performed. Did a great job. She has an amazing voice. Truly an amazing she voice. She's a whole, like, very talented. Multifaceted former, talent, yeah. Like, period. Yeah. Like, all around. <laughs> she's she's a little extra amazing. for me. She's a little extra. <laughs> she is, but. I feel she did separate it. herself from Madonna, like, a long time ago. Now. Oh. At the end of the she's, she's not even, they're not even in the same realm to me. Yeah. They used to compare her or say she's never going to be a Madonna, but now she's like, she can be in her own lane. And but it's obvious right? why, right? Like they have the same tone to their voice, same tonality. Yeah. They have the same target demo audience. Um, mm -hmm. They attract the same audience. They, but she's not nearly as good a dancer as Gaga, not as good a singer as Gaga, not no. as good a person as Gaga. <laughs> like the list goes on. Like Lady Gaga is for me leagues above 
mm-hmm. Madonna. In terms of pop culture, I, yeah, that too. She wasn't she nominated for an Oscar mm-hmm, for that. Um, what's that movie with with uh, Bradley, Cooper, Bradley Cooper? A Star Is Born. A Star Is Born. Yeah, and yeah. that was a really great movie. Was it? Like, I didn't. I didn't even think. I mean, I personally really liked it. I was on the plane. I was ready to cry and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, I didn't even associate her as Lady Gaga in the film. That's you really know what good. I mean? It was really just like Stephanie that I don't even know or whoever the character's name mm. was in it. Like she was not Lady Gaga to me. That's, that's sometimes I still see that, right? When yeah. I watch videos, I still like, I don't know. That's a determining factor ever. for me. That's a determining factor for me on if this person should be in the acting world. There's not one time I looked at Tupac in a movie and thought that's Tupac. Not once. Yeah. That boy, good. There's <laughs> not one time. Like, I remember the amount of movies I watched with Beyonce where I'm like, I can't not see Beyonce. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Hip-hop, yeah. Carmen Hippopera. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Um, she was what was that? Terrible. What was that faith? What was that uh, gospel? Fighting Temptations? It's Beyonce. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. But you see when she did uh, Etta, Etta, why am Etta I Etta James? Etta James mm-hmm. in Cadillac Records. I was like, there it is. There it fucking is. That was to me. That's her best acting role ever. She's never yeah. topped that to me. Like when she's crying inside that room by herself, drunk as fuck. Like I believed that was Etta James. Like I didn't think of Beyonce in those moments. Um, and that's why I think Lion King, the live action, sucked for me because I'm listening. I'm watching this, and I'm like, that's Childish Gambino. Oh, like <laughs> that's Beyonce. I can hear them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I, that's why I said that was a bad idea from the jump because with the original movie, you never knew who any of these kids were except for Haley Joel. Um, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Jonathan Taylor Thomas, sorry. Why am I saying Haley Joel Osment? <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Taylor Th- Thomas, yeah. That was the only person you knew who it was. And even still, he bodied it. So it was like. James Earl Jones is Mustafa. Mm-hmm. Mustafa? <laughs> Mufasa. I mean, Mufasa. Sorry. This man turned, this man turned to Middle Eastern. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. Um, but yeah, no, back to the inauguration. Um, Lady Gaga killed it. She did her thing. Uh, J-Lo. <sighs> sure. Uh, <laughs> too much. She had the out of <laughs> I don't know what to really say. She, she threw in her single in the middle. That's all I got to say about it, man. Mm-hmm. This girl really said, let's get loud. Oh, my God. Um... She wanted her streaming to go up. I mean, that was her. Ver- she was doing verses out there, bro. She did. Did you see her challenge? Tell yeah. me you saw J Lo challenge. Mm-hmm. That if you had, my, was it my love don't cost a thing challenge? Yeah, longest challenge title of all time. By the way, you can't even fit that in fucking Twitter. <laughs> in my tweet, love don't cost a thing challenge. You got to make a thread <laughs> to include there the right. hashtag, and the challenge is her on a beach. That's first of all on a beach. <laughs> Okay, she walks forward, dashes her pea coat in the sand, walks back, throws what a, a, a watch was it sunglasses or a watch? Yeah, yeah. She was recreating the original video where she was throwing all the jewelry off. And she was trying to stuff. She was trying to, but in the original, because that video, was the sl- that was a slow motion original exactly. with her booty like exactly. being revealed to the world for the first time Bro. in that manner. Bro, it was different. That's the, how do you not tap into the essence of your own video <laughs> for your challenge? All she had to do, which is, I'm so happy you brought that up. All she had to do is make the video slow motion and do it like the actual music video. 
pull her hair out, motion off, done. Do like the actual music video. I'm pretty sure it wouldn't have received the reaction it did. In this music, in this challenge, she didn't know she knew where she was walking. She walked forward, threw her jacket off, walked back, threw her shades off, walked forward again, threw her watch off, walked back again, and pretended to take her shirt off, and then it ends. And I'm like, dude, is this challenge to not know where you're going? <laughs> she, there's no direction. I was so confused. And then, I just pictured a crackhead going crazy right there. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just scratching ah, like that. Ah, <laughs> it's all over me. <laughs> Yeah, no, the challenge is trash. Um, if, I, if I see any of my friends do that challenge, on God, I'm blocking you. On God. Um, what else What's happened? the worst challenge you've ever seen? What's the worst challenge I've ever seen? Probably the cinnamon challenge, but it's still great. Mm. <laughs> like, it was the worst in terms of why would you do this to yourself? But, man, this when you is know fun the to result. watch. This is fun to watch. The best challenge for One me... challenge. There we go. That's the one I was just about to say. That's the best challenge for me. See that white girl take that chip and die? (laughs) (laughs) She's making fun of the girl. Takes a chip. (laughs) Dying. Then the the camera stops. It goes to (laughs) her grandmother and her mom (laughs) walking up the stairs. Karen, are you okay? Oh, my goodness. It's not good. This is not good. Then she's in the bed, curled up, shivering while there's snot coming out of her nose. I was like, this is the greatest challenge video I've ever seen. (laughs) Shit was amazing. Holy shit. Oh, man. But yes, back to the inauguration. Um, (laughs) uh, The inauguration had one thing that was very good, and it's something that we do here each and every week, and that is our Good Youth of the Week. Such a good youth. Such a good blood clot youth. Look how you make Alicia dance and do the duck. Such a good youth. My goodness. Wow, that's quite the accomplishment. Um, our good youth of the week this week is none other than the inauguration poet, uh, Amanda Gorman, who yeah. uh, at 22 years old is the youngest ever inaugural poet. And um, she absolutely bodied this like in every, every facet. She came out commanded the stage had a presence on the stage. She had this bright yellow coat with the red bow on top of her head. She just stood out amongst everyone on the stage, period. Like, just mm-hmm. from a visual standpoint, she's just so vibrant. And from the moment she stepped up there, I don't know about you guys, but, like, she just had this glow, like an energy to her where you're like, this is about to be special, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Radiant. Radiant, man. And she delivered an amazing, amazing poem. Uh, very powerful, very strong. Um, and she was wearing, at the time, a ring of a caged bird that was given to her by Oprah in the, to symbolize Maya Angelou's and caged those. bird poem. Yeah. Mm. So she got the spirit of the ancestors with her and shit. <laughs> like there was no there was no way she could have fumbled this and she didn't at all. She absolutely bodied it. Mm-hmm. She was a talk of the inauguration um afterwards and during. She she basically stole the show. Like I don't know a more I, I don't know a better moment in that inauguration than that poem. 
Mm-hmm. My whole timeline was losing their minds yeah. <laughs> over the bars. And her um, followers went all the way up. All the way the fuck up. <laughs> um, she, uh, and it's just great to see a, a strong black woman up there being able to deliver that poem, given everything that's happened over the past four years, the country, mm-hmm. the direction the country wants to go in. Um, you have K- Kamala, who's the first African-American slash Indian um, descent vice president. Um, it's the first South Asian vice president. Like, there's, it's just so many monumental moments there that having her there. And then even after she left, I love watching people with these masks and trying to decipher what they're saying <laughs> just with their eyes. But everybody on the stage looked like they were going, she fucking bodied that. Like, she, she killed that shit. Um, so shout out to Amanda Gorman, um, Bright Future. She's once you do the inauguration, aren't you set for life? <laughs> like uh, somebody, what was it? Um, Morgan State University, mm. it's an HBU in uh, Maryland. <clears throat> HBCU, they offered, HBCU, yeah, sorry. Uh, they offered her a position to be like the resident, um, the resident poet at Morgan State. So I thought and they offered, offered her a teaching it, position, didn't they? It's resident poet, so I think that she would essentially be working with their artists or something like that. Oh, kind of okay. like I don't know if she's a teacher, teacher or like. Wouldn't she I be? And I, didn't they say that she'd be the youngest to ever be oh, employed yeah, sure. in that position or something like that? I can't remember what it, what the exact Probably, acc- accolade but, was. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she she registered with her performance alone twenty four thousand mentions. Within her just one little performance. Wow. So, big things. Big, big mm-hmm. things for her. Um, happy for her. The inauguration. Uh, Huge. It was, it, it kind of felt like uh, a weight being lifted off for a little bit. Just seeing like, ah, oh, it's really over. Because I remember when, you know, the, pres- the presidency first got announced after the voting days and all that shit. And people were like, okay, watch. Now Trump's going to do this. Oh, people didn't know Trump could do this, did they? <laughs> like, a lot of people scared me into thinking this nigga could still stay president if he feels like yeah. it. Um, and now he thankfully is not. There was a video of his family uh, weeping during his final closing remarks. I fuck, I'm not going to lie, I jerked off to it. I, I brought out the towel <laughs> and I jerked off to their tears. It was it's truly, truly revealing. Oh. Powerful stuff. Mm. Best mm. nut of my life. Um, he's gone. He can be now convicted. He can be convicted now. Um, he can be charged. All, all the things can happen. Um, he can't go to Iraq. He's to try to move to Mexico. Listen, they apparently, so Trump pardoned a bunch of people on his final day. Over 100 people, right? Two of them being Little Wayne. And Kodak Black. Now, <laughs> remember when we had the Lil Wayne talk on here when he first went and visited him and uh, signed away his masters for $100 million and all this other stuff? Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, we see why now. <laughs> oh, shit. We see why the meeting happened. Um, and it, I really think it's going right back into that strong arm. Like, I really think that they strong-armed Lil Wayne into giving up his shit, man. Like, I think that they left him with no choice. Um, I think that the labels are now connected to the government. 
<laughs> Conspiracy Marlin is here. I'm letting you guys know that. I think all this shit. Um, apparently, apparently, each pardon costs 10 mil. So that, that's what's being alleged right now is the rumor is that Trump took 10 million from, from each person in order to get, um, what's it called? Pardoned by Trump. He was charging 10 million per pardon. That's not something that you charge for. <laughs> like, I feel like that definitely is something you charge for, but it's not legal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like if you have that ability, I this mean, is my I guess thing. For the rich, I guess for the rich, but like all the other people that got pardoned, like the ones that were drug dealers or. You think they're not getting that money? Them things so you're saying you got a hundred mil on his way out? I mean, when you have fucked up the economy to the point where you have, you've the reputation that you hold is ridiculous. You've been impeached, which means you're not getting funded as like just because you were the president. You lose that. You lose that funding. You lose that travel money. You lose the Secret Service. Secret Service. You lose it all. You need to (laughs) re-up. You don't make money as a president. I don't know if people know that. You do not make a lot of money. These niggas get paid like teachers. <laughs> like, it's not that much money. And so... And I don't think anybody's going to be running to the Trump Towers anytime soon. Huh? You know, like, I think all his brands are screwed. Oh, like, Trump Towers, come everything. On. It's finished. It's done. And so, I mean, you got to get your money on the way out. I, I understand that. But I don't know if that's legal. I don't know what the jurisdiction or anything like that. Like, what are the laws around that? Um, because at the end of the day, if I pardon you and then you gave me $10 million, like two years later, how can anyone even tell me that that was the reason? Mm-hmm. You just gifted me $10 million, right? Yeah. Well, I believe that for, like, Wayne and maybe Kodak, that would have happened. I just don't think for the other pardons, like the small ones, the, not the high-profile ones, in terms of money, mm. I don't think they're giving money. You like Steve I mean? Vannon, you mean? Like, okay, you know, like the girl that Kim K helped. Sintonia? She's already out, though. Isn't no, not she? Sintonia, the other one. Um, There was the mom. It was the oh, the one. black lady, the, the first one. Yeah, the first yeah. one, yeah. Like, like, people like that. I just don't think, you know what I mean? But did he pardon like, people like that in his last day? Because it's, from what I, I was told, know. there was a majority, like, Pretty powerful political people that yeah, are fucked no, up. No, he definitely did a lot of business owners, like, you know, white yeah. collar people, political, uh, you know, the rappers and stuff like that. Yeah. So, sure, he could have done it with them. But I just don't think if he, if there was any included that did, you know, petty crime, essentially petty crimes compared to the, these big stealing monies and shit like that ones. I don't think that they were paying 10 mil. Yeah. Well, We'll never know. <laughs> it's one of those things we'll never know. Kwame Kilpatrick is free, and all yep. of Detroit is super happy about that. Including you, the the queen of Detroit. <laughs> the QOD. <laughs> I just think it's like, I don't know. It's hilarious. I don't know anything you, about that nigga. You guys should definitely. I'm going to send you some podcasts that there's podcast episodes about him, but essentially he was um, a young black mayor in Detroit. And, you know, super hip hop into sports. I think he used to play football as well. Um, And essentially everybody was just so hyped to have this like black mayor, you know, in Chocolate City and shit like that. And 
then everything went south. Like he was allegedly stealing all this money from everything. But my biggest thing I laughed at is uh, one day he decided he wanted to have this party at um, the governor or the mayor's like official Office? house at the government. <clears throat> no, like, so when you become the mayor, they have a house for you to live. Yeah. In, right. So he decides to throw a party there with beer strippers and shit like this. Like this was really like a hood nigga. He decides to have like strippers pull up all that <laughs> shit. They have this whole party and then all of a sudden a stripper ends up dead. And they're saying that that stripper was his um, mistress and it's either he killed her or allegedly killed her or like Set her wife up to allegedly, <clears throat> the wife allegedly killed her. Like she just ended up dead. Hold on. So he had a stripper party with a wife. <laughs> I, I don't think she was there. I think she just. Found <laughs> yeah, I don't think she was there either. <laughs> yeah. That is wow. Okay. Yeah. So, but why is it? Why okay? Why is that weird for a mayor to have a stripper party? I was going to say, I mean, I'm thinking about it. I feel like there's mansion? a lot of politicians that have done that. Not even just a lot of politicians have done that. Why can't they do that? What's wrong with that? What, like, um, what is the, what is the, the issue there? Is, stripping is legal, as far as I know. Maybe it goes against the political ethical, or the political code of ethics. What political code? No, no strippers? <laughs> like, I don't, what's the, what's the code of ethics there? I'm not allowed to be human. Yeah, I don't. I really don't know. It's not even a bad example he's setting. What's the? Where's the bad example? I mean, if he's married, house, it's bad. Well, if he's married, a, yeah, yeah, for having sure. Having a house party in a government official building that you don't. I ain't asked to live bad. here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did not ask to live here. I won. Y'all put me here. I could have bought my own house. Um, <laughs> I could have gotten a little semi-detached, but no. <laughs> like y'all, y'all put me here. So whatever I decide to do in his house should be my business until my tenure is done. Why is that a bad thing that I have strippers in the house? You know what? It, you know what it's like. It's like working, or living where you work. So you still you can't bring that shit into work. Nigga, that is everyone now. <laughs> that is us all. <laughs> that is life. You remember when people mm. said when your mom said outside ain't going nowhere. Go study your book. Outside went somewhere, mom. <laughs> well, I guess that I guess that works now. But then, at the time when he got caught, when did it. he get caught? Uh, this was well. The party was in 2012. I think he. Holy up, shit! I mean, not 2012, 2002. Oh, holy uh, shit! <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> this nigga been mayor for 20 years almost. That's insane. No, no, no. He's still not. He was mayor. in jail he was for in a while. Jail. How long was he in jail though? Uh, I don't remember. He Why did Trump get rid of him? Trump must have been like, I have stripper parties People, all the time. Did he get charged for that murder? No, 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 no. So what happened with that is like, she didn't actually get murdered at the party, but she got assaulted by his wife at the party. Mm. She pulled, the wife pulled up and was real Detroit with it and gave her a good little beating. And then a couple months later, she was driving in her car and somebody shot up her car and killed her. And the police are like, it was deliberate. What and so was they they think it was a hit. Was she um, the only stripper there? No, but she performed and I don't know if there was some type of like something going on. Um Oh she was she was candy and the best man. Yeah, her name was <laughs> Strawberry. Hey Jeez. No, that so, yeah. pussy was sweet. 
But what she was story. supposed to, I guess, because he was going to get in trouble with the party and everything like that, and especially having an assault go down, she was supposed to testify. And then all of a sudden she dies. It was definitely some type of scandal oh. shit. And then, yeah, but he ended up going to jail for like embezzlement and stuff like that. Um, it's like embezzlement? Whole, yeah, it's like a whole type of thing. Apparently, he's the reason why Detroit ended up having that um, like city bankruptcy. Like oh the, Jesus the Christ! Went wow! Let, like, that nigga bankrupt the city. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, and this is the thing: Ti just went on record as saying um, <clears throat> that he could not vote for a, a, a woman president. Right? He said that women, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they make rash decisions. Uh, women make decisions that they regret later, and then they try to apologize, and it's too late. The nukes already been sent off and yada, yada, yada. He said a bunch of just, you know, mm-hmm. T.I. stuff. And <laughs> the joke is that through this entire COVID-19, countries with female that are female-led are doing the best. They've handled it mm-hmm. the best out of all world For leaders. Sure. And this is the other thing. In terms of running the household, who do you guys think runs the household? Do you guys think, honestly, are we are still under the impression that dads are running the household? <laughs> because what is it saying? Happy wife, happy life. So how does a dad run the household if the wife ain't happy? Women make, <laughs> women have all the buying power. Um, it's the men that might actually spend the money, but it's the women that influence what goes on in the house uh, in terms of buying stuff. So, like, that's why most companies market to women because, like, we are the ones who actually are like, okay, we need this for the health. Yeah. Men are like, oh, okay, cool. Like, whatever. Yeah. So, at the end of the day, it's usually the women. Like, I don't know. Men. You, you guys are the, the brain. We're the enforcers. Team, yeah. <laughs> you guys are the brain and we're the enforcers. So, the enforcer could never be the leader. Mm-hmm. He's a leader. Mm-hmm. Maybe physically, you're yeah. the leader. But in terms of. of strategically. Sh- strategically, is all women. For and sure. when you have when you're leading a country, who do you want? The enforcer, or the the strategist. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And even in terms of just caring and emotions, women are the nurturers. So, women are the So ones which one that, was Melania Trump? She was nothing. Yeah. <laughs> she's just a, <laughs> she's, a ma- she's a mannequin. She's literally yeah. a walking mannequin. Um but yeah, okay. no, go ahead. No, 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 go. Um no, I was just going to say that like it it just doesn't make any sense to me that knowing the amount of decisions that women make on a daily basis. Like a girl could come into your life. Like for example, my girlfriend has turned up my house. Like (laughs) in terms of like, you never know some shit that you need until a woman comes over and says, you don't have this. (laughs) And you're just like, I shouldn't have that. Shouldn't I? And then when you get it, you're like, oh, this is so much more of a home. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Like there's little, just little things that you guys think of that, Men just never, we just never are in that headspace. We're men are minimalists by accident. That's why they say <laughs> that you need us to make um to make a house a home. You go into a man's house, you got one chair. <laughs> <laughs> one set of sheets. One set of sheets, oh, one towel. two towels, <laughs> one pillowcase. <Not> like <laughs> the, Or t- no pillowcase. Or no pillowcase, no <laughs> headboard. Oh. Like women, I'm telling you, women turn you up. And even if women aren't the ones making the decisions, they're the ones influencing the decisions. Yeah. So it's like, so either way, 
you're doing what the woman wants you to do it, it, within a certain scope of things. You know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. that, that thought of woman can't lead the free world is actually so stupid. I, like, I, I can't believe that that's an actual Wait. thought. Even with companies, like some of the best companies are led by women yeah. to make the best decisions. And Puff has said it over and over again, like all of his major brands and stuff like that are headed by women. Like if you look at him, his right hand, his right hand person was a woman. A woman. Yep. Um, he had multiple women on his team mm-hmm. that led everything. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, personally, that's why I always say, like, you need to have more women in these spots, especially black women. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I want to, I Googled his charges and when he got uh, arrested. So his first time go to jail, he was mayor from 2002 to 2008, right? And then he resigned because he was convicted of perjury and obstruction of justice in September 2008. And then only was in jail for four months. Released. Wow. Released. Um. And was on probation for 99 days. And then in May 2010, he ended up being sentenced to 18 months to five years in state prison for violating his probation. Oh, my God. What did he do to violate his probation? I don't know. I'm not. I don't know. Um, And then. In 2013, he was convicted on 24 federal felony counts, including mail fraud, wire fraud, and racketeering. And they sentenced him to 28 years in federal prison. And that's what he was doing until Donald Trump pardoned his sentence this year. So he was supposed to do 28 years. He did... How many years out of that 28? Seven? Yeah, he did seven out of the 28. Four times well, yeah, less. Yeah, he kept going back and forth, huh? Four times well, less than what he was supposed to do. Technically, well, they say Donald do Trump you do him, one but... to three, like which means you'll do a third of whatever sentence they they normally give you. Yeah. So he really just lost a little bit off the one third. You know, he got but, a quarter. But this is the thing: like nobody wanted to pardon him. I think they they've been trying to pardon him for years, and like I think they presented it to Obama and stuff like that. And Obama didn't approve it. So <laughs> Obama's like, fuck that nigga. So for Trump <laughs> to do this last minute and be like, oh, like he he probably was trying to do this before the election so that he could win Michigan. Because Michigan is one of those states where it's like So you think he put in the pardon beforehand, but it just came never through. Announced it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, that would have been more smart. Like, think about it. If you there's this black man that fucking so many Detroiters, black Detroiters absolutely love and are obsessed with, even though he's done so much crazy shit. And you need the black votes in Michigan. Michigan used to be like a red state. You know what I mean? And it's swing. It has swung blue. Um, You could have potentially flipped it back to red. If you did that to think that know? that citizens are that frivolous is ridiculous. <laughs> like if you thought if you think you couldn't release Kobe Bryant and I'd vote for fucking Trump. <laughs> like I, I'm like I seen what happened the last four years. It doesn't matter who you release. And I know why you're doing it, too. You got to be an idiot. Who are. Yo, people are dumb. 
I'm so, I'm so mad. Vote off of that. Like, I'm so mad. Shit. I asked, like, oh, well, he did that for us. Like, Joe Biden ain't done shit for us. I asked this question <laughs> the other day on Twitter, and I was like, do you think you know more good people than you know bad people? And majority of people were like, I know dumb people. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is right there. Because I don't think people are inherently bad or good. They're just dumb. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, you just know people that do dumb things or, or bad things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't think, yeah, I don't know. I know a lot of good people that had to resort to bad things, but like, it's not like they're bad people. Okay, so if a light-skinned girl makes a light-skinned anthem, is she a good person or a bad person? <laughs> Is her name Mulatto? No, she her name's is Danny, Le- Danny Lee. Danny oh, Lee. yeah. It's not Lee, it's Lay. Is it Lay? Because mm-hmm. I've heard both. I don't know what it's to Danny think Lay. anymore. It's La- Danny Lay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Danny Lame. I'm so mad. Did I'm so Danny angry. <laughs> yeah, that's a good name. Come Danny on, man. Lame. I got to do one uncle. One pun on per show. <laughs> one pun per show. We, we have it contracted. Um, Goodness. Yeah, I, she just, yeah, I'm just very disappointed. It's not like I expected, like, great, amazing things from her, mm-hmm. but she was making music I enjoyed. She seemed like she just stayed out the way, didn't really, you know, do the theatrics or any she of the drama. She got turned out. And then she started da- dating the baby, and I just started seeing her more and more in situations that I'm like, eh. Uh, like buying him a car. Didn't they date for like a week? She bought him like a whip or something yeah. like that. I was like, like eh, this, your money's not that long. Look like a gal clown <laughs> right there. So still, um, but I will say with her, like I, I did, um, enjoy her music and even being able to like meet her and do the interview with her and stuff like that. She was like really kind. How tall is she? She's a midget. Like, she's so small. She looks tall in videos, and I'm like, I guarantee she's probably like 5'3". No, three. she's not. She's like 5'1". <laughs> oh, what? my she's God. So she's 5'1"? She's so small. Perfect. How'd they make... How'd Did they make... perfect? <laughs> it's got to say perfect. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> um, no, wonder the yeah. baby, no wonder the baby looks so tall beside her. Okay. Yeah, because he's short. Yeah, he's that nigga's yeah, like... tiny. <laughs> Um, He's literally called the baby. <laughs> I realized that I, she started getting annoying to me, and I eventually fo- unfollowed her. This was probably when she started hanging out with him because she just, I just got so annoyed with how much she would say nigga, right? And then with this whole her being petty with the baby's like baby mom and stuff like that started to happen. I was like, I just can't. I didn't see any of that. Like I didn't see any of that. When, when did this, when did these things happen? I I barely heard her speak to be honest before this last year. (laughs) She sings like she says nigga in her songs all the time when she talks. That's when I thought she was a nigga though. So I wasn't really thinking about it. And (laughs) well, I knew just because I would see her videos like, you know, I, I These are her parents. her when she was very small. But yeah, I knew what her parents look like. And so, yes, yeah, she's Dominican, but her parents aren't black. Her parents so. are Latinx as fuck. Like, they're very not black. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And I don't know if it's um, tanning. I don't know if it's a, it's an ancestor or great great grandparent or whatever. But somehow she's come off as just a light, super light skinned girl. Right. Like she doesn't. To me, when I first saw her, 
I didn't even know she was Spanish. I just thought she was a mixed, light-skinned girl, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I can understand why she thinks she can get away with that. Um, but, okay, so she did this song. We'll play this song for you guys. It's horrible. It's actually really bad. Yellow bonus, what do you want? What do you want? Yellow bonus, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? Para me get solo fun. Para, 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 para me get what I want. Fellow yellow, what do you want? What do you want? Yellow bonus, what do you want? What do you want? Burn that rust club. Um, She's trying to make a TikTok song, man. Mm, I think every artist is trying to make a TikTok song. I'm not going to say she's not um, trying to, but she, she, first of all, the song says yellow bone, that's what he want, right? Super trash. Um, as a light-skinned trash. woman, Alicia, mm-hmm. would do you think it's okay to big up the fact that you're light-skinned or to, to celebrate the, 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 your skin tone? I mean, no, well, no, but it's like, I'm not going to not acknowledge that I'm light-skinned. Do you know what I mean? Yep, like, yep, yep. It, it is what it is. Like, yep. I am light-skinned. I'm not going to be like, oh, I hate my skin. Like, no, I love yeah. me for who I am or whatever. Um, but that doesn't mean that I need to have some type of, um, like, entitlement or feel like there's, like, a higher archy or one is better than the other like yeah no because it doesn't matter what it is it's all beautiful at face value this song it's not shitting on anybody else right it's not Mm -hmm. saying yellow bone is better it's not saying light-skinned girls are better or anything like that it's just saying yellow bone is what you want which obviously Mm -hmm. she's probably talking about her man right so cool you're not degrading other other um skin tones or shades or anything like that however you gotta read the room (laughs) we go to this every week you gotta read the room this was tone deaf in three ways (laughs) skin tone deaf the song sounds tone deaf and you didn't read the room tone deaf if (laughs) if as a white person you can love being white nobody telling you you can't love being white you can't make a song about loving being white you get what I'm saying? Like, it's the same thing. Because in terms of privilege, light skins have the most privilege in the black community. It's just that simple. And so that you can't now, therefore, make an anthem bigging up your privilege even more. Mm. It's just that simple. People, I saw a lot of people confused about why this song was a problem. Like, you got to come on. Well, yeah, you can't be in the club. Like, all the dark skin people are going to stop dancing like just like as a man I can't make a song that's a man anthem and expect it's just gonna be okay in 2021 yeah like just read the fucking room <laughs> like her team's horrible for letting this come out well so this the thing is she said that it wasn't an actual song that she was just in the studio I was just on trailer started singing it and then she was just like oh let me make this into a trailer video so that's what she says I mean it doesn't sound good at all so as a label person, that was, does that have to go through the label? If you, if if an artist is doing something like that, that's going this public, because I think that a lot of times we as the consumers don't mm-hmm. know what goes into the thought process 
behind releasing, even if it's just something you feel like doing? Are, are artists allowed to do that? Well, I mean, I guess you are because we've seen... I, I personally don't know the ex extent, but I don't think if it's an actual song you're releasing that you're allowing to be available on platforms for streaming or buying, I don't think that would be a problem, right? Because, like, even look at Chloe and Haley. Chloe just posted a video of her creating a beat, right? Yeah. And it's like she's a producer. She d literally produces all, like, or a lot of their songs or whatever. So it's like it would be the same situation. I would right? feel like Chloe and Haley, especially above all, <laughs> do have to run that through a manager or some somebody like, before to Beyonce. posting. Beyonce's her manager, so well, like or, before to her, sorry before posting. Exactly. Like I feel like, yeah, I would, as a manager or as a team, I would mm -hmm. feel more comfortable if you show me what. I, and it's not even like you have to ask me permission. It's you're showing me what you're putting out before you put it out. So I can advise you on if there's something you need to change on it, if there's, mm -hmm. there's a way we can parlay it to work on more engagement. Like there's so many different reasons why I feel like you should show it to your team before posting it when you have such a large platform. Like it's not yeah. like you have 20,000 people. It's not like you're a well-established artist, like a, um, any of these uh, celebrities that we see just do whatever they want. You're, mm -hmm. you're a newbie, essentially, in this game, and you're trying to rise your name. So I, I feel like there needs to be a filtration process before being able to put out whatever you feel like. Well, I understand what you're saying, but, like, at the same time, these are these people's personal accounts. And so more times than not, they just want to post whatever. And that's why a lot of them get in trouble, because they don't talk with anybody, mm -hmm. um, and they just post. Yeah controversial stuff sometimes and then it backfires um sometimes i, think I do teams, know oh go ahead sorry i do know when it comes to like actual music that you do plan on releasing you will work with your marketing manager to come up with a way to you know better get the engagement whether mm -hmm. it's like mm -hmm. you know teasing something on tiktok and then you allow that song to be on tiktok for a couple months before you actually drop the song yeah yeah you secretly releasing it only on SoundCloud and then mm. a couple months you do it for all DSPs, right? Just after you kind of gauge the room yeah. type thing um, or using it like Nas, Lil Nas X did on the back of all his memes kind of mm. shit. Like those are marketing tactics to try to make you get more streams and like, you know, get people familiar with it. But I don't know. I, I don't know. Some people, they might just... With Danny Lay, she could have easily been like, oh, I want to see what people are going to say about this. Well, like at the end of the day, like I said, it's like you're not asking permission, right? Because you guys still got to allow these artists to be human. At the end of yeah. the day, telling them they can't put out whatever they feel like on their own socials is taking away a part of humanity, which they've already yeah. been stripped of so many different parts of humanity already, right? I think it really depends on how big of an artist you are. Like Beyonce, she definitely works with a team to figure out what she is going to put on right and it also depends on like your um how public you are with your stuff mm. kim k might post whatever she wants to do right because she's kim k she's more open and she set her own blueprint know, it's behind the scenes beyonce is more reserved so it's like we got to make sure that you're not saying something off the wall or yeah. doing something that, you know, mm. people would be like, wait, what? Beyonce doing that? 
I find a lot of times these teams are also of the same mindset of the artist. And so, like, even if she puts out this song and sends it to the team and they're all like, yeah, I fucking love this song. And she just puts it's, it out. It really just depends on yeah. the type of the team that you have. Do you have somebody that is yes men and yes women who are just going to be like, yeah, sure. And who are like you that are not educated in this type of shit. And we'll just be like, okay, well, it will cause controversy and your name will be out there more. Like, you know, there's some people that are like that, right? Do we um, feel like, do we feel like artists have dwindled and have more fall offs and L's at, uh, since artist development is no longer, no longer was a thing? Like once they started like just letting artists do whatever they want, because I feel like a lot of this is a lack of media training Mm-hmm. A lack of artist development where they can know what the gra- the the ramifications of their actions are if they say or do a certain thing, how they can affect a stock, how can they they can affect a livelihood. Like there's so many yeah. th- different things that these celebrities have power over that I don't think they realize they have power over because yeah. there's not that artist development that used to be where an artist was like for example Bieber. You know how many years Bieber was making music before he actually came out and dropped music? Like, mm-hmm. Usher had him in the, in the fucking training gym. Like, okay, this is what you're going to face. I, I remember when I was 15, I had to do this, 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 and this, this. So you got to have a song for this, have a song for this, have a song for this, and just yeah. know how to move, right? And for Bieber, for a person like Bieber, obviously we can see how it got overwhelming and just... There's a certain point where artist development can only go so far <laughs> when you become a mega superstar like Bieber. Mm. But when it's manageable, like a Danny Lay, is when I'm just like, how are you guys still fucking up? Like, well, this, but this is the thing though. There's, I feel like a lot of these new artists feel like there's some type of sense of entitlement because they might have been able to gain a following on their own, right? Mm. So they go into these situations when labels approach them and they don't take 360 deals. They don't take more fuller deals. They'll be like, oh, well, we'll only work with you on distro. Yeah. Right. And so now it's like, well, it's not our responsibility to develop you because you didn't sign the actual deal for us to work with you and develop you. There's so many artists that want to be independent, which is like, okay, all kudos to you. But if you're being independent, you have the rest of your team that's going to help you actually get developed to the the star that you need to be. So like that's something. And I feel like also with social media, so many people want to rush something like people want instant success now. And it's like these newer artists will be like, oh, and a label wants to sign me. So I just and I want to just drop this music. There's times what I've, I've heard of where artists are like, um, I want to drop this now. And it's like the label's like, no, I just don't think you're ready right now. Like, let's six, seven years time. of that. Jojo like, went through that, you know, and. They're like, no, 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 I need it now. I need it now. I need it now. Like, yeah. oh, I dropped one single and I'm like super hot right now. I yeah. have to. Well, know? that's why 360 deals are for some people. Like mm-hmm. we've, I think we've been trained to think that 360 deals are just you being taken advantage of. Um, mm-hmm. The, the label is going to recruit X amount and it's not going to be worth it and yada, yada, yada. When realistically, for example, I worked... Uh, on YouTube, I, I was signed to a network, right, for a couple years. And in doing so, I was then now able to 
be registered for YouTube Black as a conference every year. Um, anytime there's a YouTube uh, uh, tutorial thing happening or a conference or some sort of talk, I was privy to it because I'm signed with this network. They let me know that this would be happening. You can learn this and this and this. Now, they had no hand in telling me what type of videos to make. They had no hand in, in giving me permission for anything or whatever. They literally just guided me in places that would develop me better as a YouTuber, right? Mm -hmm. And I needed that at first. However, I didn't need that second year, third year, fourth year, fifth year. I never needed it again. So it's like sometimes getting in there, getting your foot in the door and getting the knowledge that you can soak up from a deal like that is worth mm -hmm. it. Because if you have, if you know you can already create your own buzz and create your own um, projects and they can do well, and now you need help with how to move with interviews, how to get your music on the radio, how to get into a magazine photo shoot, all these other things that you just can't be privy to making music and that's it. You know what I mean? Like you need someone there to guide you through those steps. So sometimes for certain artists, especially if you don't have the team, you need a 360 deal. I don't think yeah. it's something that should be as shunned as it is these yeah, days. I also think that a lot of artists nowadays don't have vision. Like they don't have a strategic plan of what they want to do and what they want to accomplish. And they're just here for the ride at that moment and, you know, just don't think about how this could impact them long term, how it could impact other money. Like, yep. they're just here for the fun and the games and the clout and the be able to drop, like, buy some jewelry and buy your boyfriend's cars and shit like that. Yep. Instead of being like, hey, let me sit down and have like, what is my life goals? What is my trajectory? Like, one thing I really do love about Sweetie and way before, you know, working at Warner is that at the end of the day she sits down and she's like what do I want to do with this like mm -hmm. how can I what are my interests how can I be a part of this like how can I be more than just a uh, artist yeah you know what I mean I love and that she I love that she really takes into account what she enjoys and what she loves to do and mm -hmm. amplifies those things because mm -hmm. that's like my entire like life mantra. <laughs> yeah. I love playing video games. I got on Twitch. I love talking. Yeah. I created a podcast. I love pop culture. I talk about it on every medium that I can. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like create the life that you you already have <laughs> for yourself and enhance everything. Like yeah. there, she um, the dancing that she does, mm -hmm. the hair, makeup, the woman empowerment she does. These are all mm -hmm. things she genuinely seems to enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. It doesn't seem and like she it's... has a good personality too. Like yeah. She knows when she has to like turn it on and, you know, be fun yeah. and relatable. Right? Like you just look at her. It's like, oh, I just want to be a part of her life. Like I want to kick it with her. Do you know what I mean? She's changed um, her perception on her almost like a 180. Because I remember when Sweetie was just that girl that was dating one of Diddy's sons. and Yeah, Justin Combs. Justin Combs. And like she was just a very beautiful girl that you just see around the camp a lot of the times, but you wouldn't really even hear her speak. Mm -hmm. And you saw like glimmers of her personality, but like she never really like just came out and was mm -hmm. what who she is now. Where she it seems like she's just way more comfortable in her skin. 
way more comfortable being able to show that and display that with other people. And you're seeing the return on that is just mm-hmm. positivity and success. Mm-hmm. Like there's no, I don't know a single girl that doesn't like sweetie. I don't know and a single so, girl. And she's so hands on with everything that she does. Like, you know, for all her music videos, she creates the treatments. Yeah. She like works with her stylist to figure out what looks she wants, you know? Well, that's the like, other thing. That's the type of person she is. Like yeah. she wants to make sure that, at the end of the day, she wants to make sure she's crafting the best life and the like image that she wants to do. Right. Yeah. And I like mm-hmm. that she's so hands on as well, because a lot of artists just like, all right, team. Like, all right. You guys got the plan. Do. Let's do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's Cardi in a lot of ways. I feel like Cardi is just, all right, team, what do we got next? And whatever the team says, okay, so focus group is saying, you know, we're getting really good numbers in Spanish moms here and here. And like, I feel like it's so much more analytics with Cardi where Saweetie, it looks like a feeling. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, it looks like she just feels like this is a good idea. So let's do it. Um, And I, I just generally respect that approach a lot more. But like I said, your team is, it's important, man. Like, look at, look at what she had to say. Why can't I make a song for my light skin baddies? This is Danny Lee. Why can't I make a song for my light skin baddies? Why y'all think I'm hating on other colors when there are millions of songs speaking on all types. Why y'all so sensitive and take it personal? God damn. And she went on Twitter, continued a rant that was supposed to be an apology and turned out to be just the worst apology ever. That was horrible. It like, was you fucking bad. just not said anything at all. Shorty said, what's y'all problem? I'm sorry. Damn. Like, that's, oh, my God. That's basically what she In said. In words? Bro, I'm... I'm Bro, she in tweeted. Typed words? There was like seven no, or no, eight no. tweets in, of she her made saying. made a video of it. No, there was okay. tweets first. There was tweets oh. first where she's tweeting, ranting, going off about. Oh, like the fact that you said um, there are millions of songs speaking on all types. No, there isn't. <laughs> That's first of all. There is not millions of songs speaking on all types of skin tones. You're talking about Brown Skin Girl by Beyonce. Yeah. Just say mm-hmm. it and done. End your career. Say it. I dare you. Because if she knows if she said Beyonce, she would have gotten Carrie Hilson right there. It would have been a wrap for her. <laughs> Fucking, she even said, the fact that she said that, you're not black. <laughs> you've never heard, other than Michael Jackson, well, not really, because he is black and white, you've never heard an artist sing a song about somebody else's skin tone. And bigging it up. Does that make sense? Yeah. That sounds like racism. You sound like Hitler. <laughs> like, that is crazy. You're not light skin. You're not, you're not black. <laughs> make it make sense. How are you trying to defend this? And then it just got, I'm like, yo, honestly, she should just shut up because she's only going to make this worse for herself. And what did she do? Mm. She made it worse for herself. Um, what's going on with me right now? Um, I think it's super important because I definitely feel misunderstood. Like, I feel like my song, Yellow Bone is What He Want, got the world raffled into thinking I said that's what the world wants. Like, no, like, I just speaking on my man. That's what he wants. That's what he has. Like, when I make. So, first of all, incriminating the baby and, ca- <laughs> and calling him a colorist off rip. All right, bet. This is a great course of action right here. Music. But- I'm in the studio vibing. What'd you say? I was going to say, but also that's low-key a shot at his brown-skinned baby moms who they were going back and forth. Um, oh, my God. That's even ago. worse. Oh. 
That's wow. even worse because his baby mom's is brown skin. Yes. Oh yeah. my god, that makes that it is, even worse. That makes it petty. That's why I think that's why I think so many people are really upset because it's like we know that she Danny Lay was throwing shots at the baby's uh, baby moms <laughs> who he was with originally. And I guess whatever happened with that, him and Mimi went their separate ways. But there was a time where, um, you know, Danny Lay was kind of claiming the baby or like hinting that she was fucking with him and stuff. Yeah. And then Mimi, his baby moms went and posted some, you know, petty shit back saying like, well, you know, he was with me and y'all hoes are delusional. He comes from what I was told to she, all the time. She, from what I was told, Mimi's the one that started the petty back and forth. That's what I was told. I don't know anything about these maybe, people. but I mean, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I don't know it, anything about she people, was so being sure. petty because Danny lay was just trying to, hint that she was with the baby right wouldn't you if you were that was your man like you know what i mean like i get why i get why danny lay would hint that someone was her man like i'm not even gonna chastise her for that wrong with her hinting Mm -hmm. but like with mimi she was just like well he's still kind of my man and like you know he was just with me type shit so mimi definitely got petty and um from that it's just like it was kind of like a back and forth type shit so for me like the song is a shot at her mm-hmm. and you know and then when she comes out with the apology and the first thing and she was just like because that's what he got that's what he wants like he he wants this you know happy's but sorry <laughs> sorry play on back <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no i could definitely see that and like even still with the, his baby's mother um being petty i don't even think that that would necessarily be directed to her like, I don't think women are just being petty to the new girl just because she's a new girl. I think it's more so towards the man in the situation, seeing as he's the one that's quote-unquote embarrassing her in that no, moment. No, 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 no. She was definitely talking about how the baby is still... It was one of those, well, he was just with me last night type shit, you know? <laughs> like, you you over uh, here claiming yeah. him, but she not he not claiming you. Because he's still, and then they had that whole, they were on a plane and he was like rubbing her feet and shit like that. Jesus. He, was, he was rubbing his baby mom's feet oh. right after Danny mm. had posted. And then mm. Danny went on Twitter talking about, I'm such a good person and I know God is going to give me the right person. Like, Jesus. Pretty much saying, fuck that nigga. This got deep. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. The baby is the only one out here winning and he's the corrupt. Like, I'm just making music. <laughs> it was cool like it was just to turn me up real quick that's how i make music like it wasn't really meant to be <laughs> something that people i was just colorist to turn me up right and quick. i understand like colorism is a real thing mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. i guess you could say i wasn't as knowledgeable in that topic but i wasn't thinking so deeply into it when i was making this song and it's like also i see a lot of brown skin women making music about their skin types and it's like why can't i like you see me i'm light skin i consider myself a yellow bone i just that's my definition. Remember, let's just remember this moment. I consider myself light skinned. Yellow bone. I'm a yellow bone. All right. We'll continue playing. You know, but that's just how I felt at the time. It wasn't even a song I released. I just made a trailer. I was wearing all yellow. I had yellow hair. I was like, ooh, it's cute. Let me make a trailer real quick. I didn't think it was going to blow over like that at all. And then to call me a colorist, to call me a racist, is like, yo. <laughs> How I'm dating a whole chocolate man. I have 
beautiful melanin friends. Like it's she like, called him chocolate. And her melanin friends. She called that nigga chocolate, first of all. Oh, man. <laughs> we already know what that means. Second, she said, I have black friends. Keep in mind, she black. never said I. She never said the word black. <laughs> That's first of all. She never said my niggas are black. <laughs> she never said. She never said I have a black mom. I have a black dad. Why? Because she doesn't have one. So then, how are you light skin slash yellow bone? Make it make sense. I mean, before she used to be like, when people would call her out about saying nigga, she used to be like, well, I'm Dominican. I know black, I don't mean again. Yeah, we know that. We know that trade. We know that trade already. She was, I think during the uh, BML stuff, um, she was saying that more. BML? Black Matters Lives. Oh, yeah. BLM. Black Matters Lives. Black Matters Lives. I thought it was back in Montreal. I was like, what's going on right now? What are we doing? Black Matters Lives. Black Matters Lives. Don't kill me. Um, During that period, I'm pretty sure she might have said stuff about Dominicans need to realize that there's black people and stuff like that, whatever. You know, because... There's always been that argument that there's so many uh, like Latin people that don't realize there's a whole lot of black Latins. You know what I mean? There's a lot. I'm not, and I'm not. Def- I'm definitely not saying that there's no Afro no, Afro Latino sh- people, but she is not one of them. She's <laughs> never really actually said like I'm black. She could have said it right there. Yeah, but <laughs> she, she's always like, "I'm Dominican," or yep. you know, like it's some sort of eth- like it's some sort of race. And it's like, and not an ethnicity. White Dominicans, just like there's well, Brazilian Jamaican. Brazilians do that. <laughs> it's you a know? scapegoat. It's a scapegoat. It's honestly a scapegoat, and it's a it's a proximity to whiteness thing that they just want to get away from being black when it's convenient. It's just that mm. simple. When you can ride that. That toe that line of I know black I do mean again, but then when you're about to black people, I can say nigga because I'm black. No, pick a side. It's that simple. Pick True. a side. You don't get to True. be black by convenience. Suck my dick. Um, <laughs> we're gonna end this off on a on a, a nice high note. I'll be playing the fifty three different ways to say pussy in patois. Honey. According to the Jamaicasaurus, Jamaican thesaurus, and English Tapatwa dictionary, there are three ways in Jamaica. Norm's gonna have a field day right now. Vagina. Norm's gonna have a field day. Are you ready? Are you ready? Front. Yes. Miggle. Yes. Cocoa bread. Mm hmm. Pookie. Pookie, yes. Property. Property. Kitty. Kitty. Kiati. Kiati. Noki. Noki. Boff. 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 Eva Bless. Jeez. Evan Geertz. Jeez. Evan Geertz. Zoom Zoom. Benz. Benz. Glamity. Glimity Glamity. Cherry Pie. Panty Pie. Bamiyan Pier. Cherries. Chocho. Tomieto. Salad. Veggie. Salting. Jeez. Salt fish, Mm-mm. fritters, 
Fatters. 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 Buffers. Buffers. Clump. Clump. Uku. Uku. Neagle yai. The neagle yai. Glue. <laughs> Tight gift. Chase. Pum pum. Pums. Punani. Mm-hmm. Nani. Nani. The nana. Hey. Puni. Puni. Punash. Punash. Nash. <laughs> Nush. Nush nush. Nush nush. Nush. Kitash. Fishy. Tuni. Tun tun. Tuni. Beef. And. Bombo. Bombo. Listen, he forgot one. I was waiting to see. I was like going through them like he's going to forget one. He's going to forget one. And he did. Chub chub. Which one? I almost chub chub. Jesus mm. Christ. You have the chub chub, my girl. So, are those all accurate? Like, I've never. Yes, heard no, they are very salad. accurate. Yes. They are very accurate. I don't know about salad or veggie. I don't, In I've veggies. never seen that one because, you know, Jamaicans love to yam vegetables. So it's like, would they call it that? I don't know. <laughs> but everything else, on point. <laughs> Accuracy. So you know what was scary to me? Where did his accent Is that come? I've heard so many of these. And not realize how many names there are for pum pum. Like I've heard every single one of these except for salad and veggie. And they were all from older people. Yeah. Majority. Those are Majority. old man things. Nush nush. Backside, yo. <laughs> Good. Yo. Nush nush. Nush See, because that's the thing with Jamaicans. The words are not like it's a feeling. It's like the word fuck. It's a feeling. <laughs> like a lot of these words for pom pom is just a feeling. Like tun tun. She have the tun tun. That's a feeling. <laughs> I think. That, I think. That, like, are they trying to say the word pinash? I don't. I don't know what that word is. Like when some something is said with panache. Who's like playing something in the background? In turn, I will destroy you. It's not me. It's not me. I will destroy you. It's not me. I don't have. I don't have anything playing in the background. Nothing. I don't know time. what you're talking about. <laughs> I, don't hear, I don't hear it anymore. Every time I say your intern, turn that shit up, I stop hearing it. <laughs> I, start, I swear to you, I started listening. I'm like, I ain't hear shit. But nah, <laughs> that, that, that was amazing. Um, <laughs> it's a white guy. Did you say where his accent came from? He's probably Jamaican. Yeah. He's probably Jamaican. Because when he started off, I was like, oh, this is going to be a slaughter. And then all of a sudden, he had this little accent. And the I was like, dang. You okay. know what I knew he was for real? The man said, Evan Gates. <laughs> Evan Gates. <laughs> I was like, yes, Rasta. No H from that blood clot. Yeah, he that. <laughs> yeah, no, he definitely looked like he worked IT. But didn't he say, he said something else with the, uh, with without an H, but he pronounced the H. Forgot which one it was. I don't know. Was it I'm not too sure. He he have a bless. Eagle. He, eagle eye. he said. He said. He said have a bless. The needle, have a bless. Have a bless. That's have it. Bless. That's it. The have a bless. The needle. <laughs> the needle yai. Yo, when he yo, said yai, when he said yai, when he said yai, I was like, he's he's a yadi still. He's a yadi. You don't Man. just say because if you see that word, you don't just say. He would have said needle eye. He wouldn't have said "niggle eye." The man said "niggle yai." The yai <laughs> is so essential. <laughs> Yo, I was dying. I think that was amazing. But uh, thank you guys for tuning in another week of the Extra Gravy Show. Um, 
you know, nothing but the hits. Nothing but the motherfucking hits. <laughs> um, you guys have anything planned this week? Yes, the no, hits. maybe so. I ain't got shit planned. Um, no. None here. No plans over I just here. Bought, I just bought five pounds of oxtail meat to, to, to make in my pressure cooker here. I'm going to get you. An, I'm gonna, what's your birthday, Norm? Is there? Yeah. Uh, June. June? We gonna get we gonna get Norman air fryer for for his birthday. Hundred percent. Cause his air life. Air fried oxtail. Air fry every blood every, clot. Everything thing. you know. Dog. Everything. No. Nah, bro, Do you nah, have an air fryer, nah, Alicia? Nah. Nope. You got air fryer? That's why. That's why. There it is. That's why. Yeah, you do. Hey, man. If you, you don't, don't want one. one, then you don't cook. It's just that simple. It's, it's so funny. No, you don't, you don't cook. Filipinos you don't been, cook. Filipinos been having uh, having those. We it's, call it thurbo. A thurbo. It's, it's impossible like that you cook. If you must not know the power of the air fryer, then if you don't want an air fryer and you cook. Yeah. I don't want one. That microwave. <laughs> it's, it's like what? A, Are you crazy? No. <laughs> it's like a no. Why don't you want one? No. I don't want one. I'll have counter space for it. Because you don't have Alicia's gonna get space. one. Alicia's gonna get one. Yeah, we're getting Alicia one. For, yeah, we're getting Alicia one too. This is yeah. insane. Yeah, like, this is this you is, have yeah. no idea. First of all, ten times healthier it. than for you. Ten times healthier. You don't have to put no oil in there. Nothing. You season your chicken. You put it in, and it's done quicker than the oven. Who mm -hmm. doesn't want that? <laughs> you don't make any sense. You want you don't want a more efficient oven. No, from frozen, from frozen, from frozen chicken breast, 25 minutes. You know when your mom used minutes. to be like, take out the chicken out the freezer. And she gets mm -hmm. home and it's not out the freezer and it's still frozen. This would have mm -hmm. saved your life. Trust. <laughs> this would have saved. I honestly did something from frozen just to see because I did not believe it. In the manual it says from frozen to cooked in 20 minutes, put it on this heat, whatever. And mm -hmm. I'm like, there's no fucking way. I, there's a way. <laughs> There's a way. <laughs> I had the juiciest steak I've ever made, medium rare, mm. in an air fryer. Let's go. In five minutes. Ain't it doesn't make crazy. any sense. You know what it is? You remember um that movie uh Fifth Element? No. Yeah. You ever seen the Chris Fifth Tucker? Element with Bruce with Bruce Willis, Chris Tucker, and the girl with the orange hair? And it's like set in the future. There's this one moment mm. where she puts um this plate with a pill. On top of it, into this microwave. Oh, yeah. She presses the button, whole turkey comes out. This is <laughs> we're getting that much closer. <laughs> this is one <laughs> step saying, closer. Like, yeah, the gap I is short. Like that's just not healthy. How? You know, it's been proven that it's healthier. You're not making it's, any sense. It's, it's air. <laughs> it's Alicia. not radioactive. It's, air. it's more microwave, healthy than your microwaves. Microwaves are unhealthy. Microwaves are unhealthy compared to an air fryer. Yes. Well, it's yes. Not that microwaves aren't healthy. It just kills the nutrients, so the food is not healthy. Anymore. This one enhances the nutrients and makes it juicier than you're cooking. Like I don't know how it does it because are they there's paying no you or something? No, that's why it's <laughs> no. so amazing. That's me how amazing either, it is. and I'll I'll attest too. I can't believe that you're so against this. That's why I'm. I'm pro that's why I'm uh, promoting it so heavily. It's like yeah. being against toilets. <laughs> when, there, when there used to be a, when there used to be a hole there used to be a hole in the ground and people were like yo we got this toilet gets rid of the shit at least was like nah I'm good <laughs> I'd rather nah, shit nah, in this hey, hole <laughs> I, I think it's more more of a bidet 
Mm. She still okay with wiping her ass with her hands, mm. but you got the bidet. Ah, mm. ah okay. At least she don't like getting her I ass like that eaten. One. I see I like it. That one. She don't like getting her ass eaten. I get it. She buy her own groceries. I don't like pink eye. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in another week to the Extra Gravy Show. Make sure you guys um, are following us on the socials at Extra Gravy Show. Make sure you guys. Rate us five stars on I. What is it? Apple Podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, leave a little review. Thank you guys so much. I'm Marlon. I'm Norm. Melissa. And that was the extra gravy. Skirt, skirt, skirt. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.